You are now listening to the Checkers Podcast. This is a big check. A very big check. Wake up, folks. You ain't never on the big checklist. So now, let me tell you about the talk of the town. What's the talk of the town? This is the checkpoint. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Checkers Podcast. This is episode 37. This is your host, Superstar Dre. I'm here with my co-host. AJ the Diva, please believe her. Okay, and yeah, let's just jump right into it. I do have church notes for you guys, but I like found this little quote on Instagram and I felt like this was what we needed. Um, it said, if you walked away from a toxic, negative, abusive, one-sided, dead end low vibrational relationship or friendship you won so not offset i won okay you won you won so i felt like that was just the tone that i want to set going into the summer and you know like a lot of us been through a lot this past year especially like with friendships so Mm -hmm. i felt like that was just the the sign that we needed like we're winning you know so and let me just tell y'all something right now coming into the summertime we are getting rid of you low vibrational ass mm-hmm. people and i got more to say but we're gonna keep that for another episode okay and just in time too um let's jump into the congratulations celebrations and condolences the blagio recently announced that new york city will reopen on july 1st ciao so we're gonna be outside we're going to be outside. Like. like, the real gag is, is that Cuomo followed up and was like, um, actually, the governor gets to actually sign off on that date. So, nothing is really confirmed. But I'm looking forward to it still because... July 1? It's in the works. You already know. 4th of July is going to go up. Stay safe, y'all. I won't um. be here. But, <laughs> <laughs> um... Also, congratulations to... Yes, congratulations to Christina Milian. She gave birth to a baby boy this past week. And I feel like every time I turn around, she's pregnant, so I'm going to stop turning around. Her or Cassie. Yeah, so, but congratulations to them both, you know? They're in, like, a competition. But um, also, congratulations <laughs> to Coach K of Quality Control. He recently, recently received his bachelor's wow. from... Um, the University of Raleigh, North Carolina, and he also received an honorary doctorate. So definitely shout outs to him. His oh, congratulations. Um, his degree is in organizational management, mm-hmm. and his honorary doctorate is in humane letters. So definitely shout out to him. Yeah, I just felt like I felt like it was good, especially given that he's actually managing artists and like he has like a label. So like it true. was just Very the fact aligned. that you know he took this time to go back to school and like get that together it's like to make sure that he has like all the foundations in order like i felt like that was amazing yeah and also congratulations to tiana is her name tina 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 um and g herbo they celebrated their baby shower this past the baby um, boy yeah this um this past weekend in la and from the looks of it, I love the theme. It was like a nude, a brown, yeah, cream. brown, neutral themed. Um, they seem very happy. She's big through as ever. Through. Um, baby Yoshan was there. Yeah. Like, love to see it. 
Um, it was definitely he looked really happy. It's crazy, like how you know you switch the vibrations of the bitch you're with. And Literally, like smiling from ear, ear to, to ear. One of my favorite moments. Um, the I've ski seen, challenge. No, no. Uh, one of my favorite moments I saw from the baby shower was when the DJ was playing "Separated" by Avant, the song "Separated," and she was singing it to him, and she and and he was so tight. He was like, "Why the fuck are you singing this song?" But Dead. it's really funny because that song is like really great and whatever. But they Dead. seem to be in like a very good space. And I'm glad that like we saw from Yoshan's birthday that like the co-parenting whole dynamic seems it's to be working. Yeah, in a good space. And yeah. you know, money and Ari seems to be happy. So it's like yeah. everyone is like really in their peaceful shit. I hope shit, they stay so. this way. Like Moneybag tweeted that Ari is the love of his life. Yeah, like dead his soulmate. Yeah, so I hope it stays that way because, uh, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but it was real nice. Um, I saw Aaliyah J and um Menelik was there. Yes, yes, they were. I love them so much. Mm-hmm. They low key blue mine though because, mm-hmm. yeah, not you remember? <laughs> yeah, no, not with that. <laughs> Another because basically, um, when they broke up. She moved back to New York. Yes. And she was giving big drama like, She's oh. like, I'm, I'm getting a bachelor pad, a bachelorette pad. Yeah, and how she couldn't breathe in L.A. And, like, L.A. wasn't for her. There was no stores in L.A. I uh, 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 only to release a video this week. Yes, that they're moving, we're moving back, back to L.A. Like, like, count the spot. Like, like yeah. what? Like, it's just all over the place. But she really strikes me as a type of woman who doesn't have a sense of self. So that's a whole other conversation. But... We're congratulating and celebrating. <laughs> also, that's what we're going to continue. We're on. potting. Yeah. Um, also, this week, we remember Gianna Bryant. It was yes. her 15th birthday. Definitely condolences to the Bryant family during this time. I'm sure it's tough. I love the village that surrounds Vanessa and her family. Yeah. And I'm going to strictly speak to Lala and Sierra. Like, they seem to be mm-hmm. like rocks for her. Yeah. Like, they show up whenever. It's these moments of whether it's his birthday, her birthday, an anniversary. Like, they're right. there to, like, support her. And I think that is really... We really don't see that in, like, Hollywood friendships a lot. A hundred percent. You know? And so, um, you know, definitely condolences and, you know, prayers to um, Vanessa and the rest of the family and remembering Gianna. I'm also glad you said that because I ran across a post today from Justin LaBoy. Oh, Jack. And he said, people not showing up for you on your birthday, special events, moments in your life, achievements, or just times when you need them, the most show how they truly feel about you. I don't care. That's what I pay attention to the most. And I definitely agree with that because I feel like, you know, like, if we're supposed to be friends and I'm there for you, like, there's no reason why you shouldn't be there for me, you know? And just leave that there. Let's not dive too deep. But mm-hmm. um, let's transition over into new music. We have Ooh, a laundry list of new music. And y'all, I actually listened to a lot of this new music this week. I'm glad. And so I am excited to give my motherfucking thoughts and oh, This is your segment. Like, this I is know, this literally was, your this segment. This is my segment. And then I started potting and never listened to <laughs> music Oh, my gosh. Um, but so we're going to just get right into it. Starting with... Moneybag Yo's album Against Gangster's Pain. Pain. Let me tell you something. This summer, if you ask me to get on the aux court, all I'm playing is Moneybag Yo, ESTG, and Little Baby, and 42 Dub. If you don't want to hear that, then don't put me on the aux. Because that's what it's given okay. this summer. 
His album, literally no skips. This is what I felt when I first heard Little Baby's My Turn. Like I listened to that album, album and I was like, wow, like it's really no misses on here. Like at all. Good for him. Like, Do you think this is worthy of a Grammy? I don't know. Okay. I wouldn't say Grammy yet. Because I would have to see what the rest of his year looks like. Okay. And what he's doing. Okay. To, to, to say that this is a Grammy award winning project. But this right here for me, like I, to be honest, I've only listened to Moneybag like off of features and like the one or two songs that, you know, were popular. Like I, I, I'm not really, in, I, prior to this, I was not invested into Moneybag's music. This right here has stamped me as a Moneybag fan. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Like, I'm here to stay. Like, I want to see what... Everything, like, he just does a great job at balancing, like, talking about, like, trap shit. But also, I feel like he also talks about his emotions a lot. Which yeah. is, like, quite uncommon for a rapper. And I think him and Baby does that a lot. Yeah. And so, I think I, I, I really... I just really... I, I, I love it. I, love I didn't it. know he was signed to um, Yo Gotti. Ooh, I did not know that either. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know too much about his like label dealings. I just assumed that he might have been independent, if anything. Mm-hmm. But listen, this right here, like honestly, if you don't like this album, I don't know. It's just something wrong with your ears, because there's nothing. I have not one negative thing to say about this album. Like I can listen to this. I've been listening to this top to bottom for the past week. Oh wow! So, you know, that's what I got to say there. Um. Yeah. Anything you wanted to add, or did I just like stand? No. So pretty much, like I like um saw his interview with the Breakfast Club, and mm-hmm. it like gave insight as to like the backstory behind the concepts for certain songs mm-hmm. and things like that. And they spoke about like him being signed to Yogati. Mm-hmm. Um, they're from Memphis. Yes. And like all of that, he um spoke about basically like how a lot of people are given certain opportunities and they expect shit to just pop off because X, Y, and Z, but it's like, it's what you, what you make it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was really important. Um, he spoke about like the concept behind Wakisha, where it's like, he's talking about lean, lean, but it's like basically framed as like a love story. Basically. Yes, like that sample. What was the Ashanti sample? Foolish. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So it was Ashanti just, getting her coin. as she should, okay. as she should, mm. but it was just a really good take. Um, it touched on a little bit the relationship with him and Ari. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a really insightful interview. I feel like with him, like, I actually like him as a person. Like, he right. seems like his head is on his shoulders. And he seems like he's really um, just like on the right path. You know, like, um, I second that. Mm-hmm. He also seems very aware because he mentioned like with certain. Like, he makes certain songs based off, of like, the trend of lingo, mm-hmm. you know? Like, so it's just interesting knowing that he really, like, has his ears to the street and he's, like, able to, like, capitalize off of the blogs and headlines and things like that. So definitely shout-outs to Moneybag and just, like, I'm excited to see his artistry continue to grow and evolve for sure. Um, next, we have DJ Khaled's album, um, Khaled Khaled. 
Um, and let me just say, <laughs> you so, know, I'm, I'm glad that he gave us 14 songs because usually he'd be giving us like 25 songs and I'd just be like, for what? But basically, he basically said, let, let me see how many verses I can get out of Little Baby and I'm going to put them on all the songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it definitely strikes me as a Little Baby album because it's like pretty much every other song is Little Baby, you know, so... That's that. But also, I feel like Khaled, like, first of all, he's a DJ. And, you know, like, the whole DJ as an artist thing, like, it's sort of a weird pocket. But I don't like what he does to the artists and their sounds. Mm, so, ooh, okay. Yeah, like, he, um, he pretty much has his own sound as a DJ, mm-hmm. which is, like, this weird poppy, inspirational, yet sort of trappy, yeah. billboard, you know, yeah, assign like it's yeah. very much that, but I don't like I don't like the project at all. <laughs> like I think that's like my overall takeaway. Like I don't like the project. So adding to that point, what I list when I listen to Khaled's album, my my one biggest criticism is that when I saw who was featured on these songs, I immediately knew what the song was going to sound like because we've heard these same configurations of features on his other albums, right? Right. And so even when I saw, like, for instance, Cardi's song, I knew that it would sound something similar to on his last album, that song with when it was Cardi and 21 Savage. Like, I knew it was going to be a hard rapping song. I forgot that. It, it, it escapes me right now. Okay. But I just knew what it was going to sound like. For instance, when he has the bright scintilla features, I know what that's going to sound like. It's going to, I know that it's going to be a sample. And I know that Bryson is going to do his, you know, singing thing on the fucking hooks. Like, I know what it's going wish, to wish. sound like. Yeah, wish, wish. Ugh. Um, Even this Justin Bieber and 21 Savage song, like, Whenever Khaled and Justin Bieber is on a song, it sounds exactly the same. Like right. that, whatever the last song it was with him and Chance the Rapper and all of them on that song. That's what that song sounds like. Yeah. Like, it sounds the same. Like, And that was my one biggest takeaway of that. It's just that, like, I just feel like in between, um, you know, Khaled's projects, like, he basically just has a formula. Like, if you put this type of artist with this type of artist, this is the type of beat that you're going to get, and this is the type of song that you're going to get. Right. And it's just like, I mean, what stood out to me, like, I was so confused when I saw her and the Migos. Yeah. Now, I haven't listened, I've only listened to Khaled's project once, um, like, entirety. So it's like, I haven't really gone back to it. But, like, I mean, off the first listen, did it sound terrible? No. It wasn't terrible, but it just wasn't. But I don't feel like, like it was cohesive. Like her and the Migos, I'm like, what? Like, yeah. It didn't. And honestly, like that combination, like the song wasn't crazy enough for me to be like, oh, I want to go listen to yeah. that again. The one song that I've been replaying is Every Chance That I Get, The Little Baby and The Little Dirt. That's the song that I've been going back to. Yeah. And probably Body Emotion as well, with Bryson Teller, Little Baby, and whoever else. Um, But like, yeah, it's I mean, not given. No. Yeah, you know. Mm. Truthfully, I feel like what it is, too, is, like, Khaled's time has passed. 
Mm. Nobody wants to admit it, but he had like a good run, especially during the time of um, Snapchat when he was booming. And he had like those Nikki verses, you know, like yeah, like he has like, and also to put like pop star and Grease on the album at this point, like these songs been out for over a year. He wants he wants a Grammy. He yeah. wants this to go number one. Like that's his whole intention. Like he's another, he's in the pocket of like those artists that are just in this for the the money. Like mm-hmm. he's not in it for, you know, like the actual quality. And artistry, like he's just in it for the money. Yeah, I just feel like Khaled should just become an A and R and just like, or like a, some type of label exec. Yeah. At this point, because and just I think hang that it up. He, yeah, because I think that he can put people together on a song and make a great song. But this body of work, eh. Yeah, and even like the the Cardi B song being approved last minute and like being thrown together, like it doesn't sound mastered all the way. Mm. You know, like the quality. Well, you know, Cardi responded about that. She said she had forty-eight hours. And I feel like that's why she felt the need to do that whole PSA because she knew the yeah, quality it wasn't it there. It definitely did not sound as mixed and polished as the other songs on the Yeah, album. and another thing too, like the whole Beyonce, hey, like, come on, you know, like it's just. Shout. Yeah. You know, Jay-Z had, like, a cute little line. But even him, like, he needs to pack it up. Like, yeah, I, I don't do, want to hear Jay-Z yeah, rapping in 2021. Like, I don't want to hear Jay-Z rapping in 2021 and beyond. Like, it's enough. <laughs> beyond? Beyond. I don't care. I'm tired. <laughs> like, enough is enough. I need people to give it up. Like, know when it's time to give it up. Ciao. Well, that's yeah. just that on that. Honestly. Period. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> um, you know, young Stoner Life, they released their deluxe version of Slime Language 2. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I feel very much the same how I felt about, like, the... Uh, what do you think about the ski challenge? Oh, I love that. I love what the people are doing. It also shows that y'all are some motherfucking uncultured ass swans and never been skiing, but... You know, whatever. Brown fucked that shit up. Yes, he did. But you knew he was coming to do so. I mean, so I had the two songs. The, the two songs that I halfway, I guess, somewhat liked from the deluxe album is a feature from Jim Jones and then another, um, a Mob Ties remix. I mean, I don't know. I've been going back to Slime Language because I just wasn't all wrapped up in the hype that it was. I just felt like it was just a lot of yeah. things going on. And I mean, I've grown to like some other songs, yeah. But yeah, I just yeah, the deluxe is there. So I mean, for those who are the young gonna, I mean, the young, <laughs> the young thugger and gonna stands, y'all gonna eat this up. So mm. you know, congrats to y'all. Um, next, um, Queen Nyja, instead of releasing new music, she's going to continue to release her same project that she's been releasing for like the last two years. Not the last two years. This is new. Misunderstood is new. I just feel like I just keep seeing the same thing, child. I think, um, instead of her doing like, uh, blah, 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 deluxe, she did the misunderstood still. Like it's like a deluxe. Yeah. Part of it. Um, and so she, I think she had like four or five new songs. Um, out of that, I really love the song she sampled um, Love is Blind by Eve. Okay. And she got featuring J.I. the Prince. And I really love that take. So that was cute. Um, her, 
it's Grapevine, like through the Grapevines is like saying that her has a project coming. And so she released a single, Come Through, featuring Chris Brown. And they're definitely marketing her as like more sexy and like, mm-hmm. you know, her never gave that. Like, you know, she very much so gave like artistry in my shades, whatever. Yeah. But I feel like now because she is, because she is older, like they're marketing her as like, you know, and she's definitely getting a little be more, more sexual, sexy. And so the song is definitely like, I mean, come through. What do you expect? Like she's basically telling her nigga to come through. Like I'm going to cancel my flight if you come through. Like she's definitely getting more recognition, like, you know, from Hollywood, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that's why they're trying to like even push her even more. Yeah. So it's cute. I mean, it didn't. I mean, I, I like her. I think she recently won like an Oscar or something for um her song that was featured in a maybe on an album. I mean, I mean on a on a movie. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, um, so I'm excited um to see what the full body of her project will look like. This is like all right, it's cute, but I mean I could expect a little bit more. But you know, check I it think out. she's doing good. Like I really love the song "Damage" from her. <laughs> yeah. She did what she had to do on that, okay? So, I definitely see longevity yeah, in sure. her career. Um, so, Shay Boy. Shay Boy. Shay Bo. Shay Bo. I believe she is a UK artist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, featuring Dream Doll has a song, Broke Boys. I love how Dream Doll is, like, tapping into, like, the UK okay. drill. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like, she is beautiful. And I feel like it is... Um, and that's where these Brooklyn drill artists get their sound from. The UK. They do. They take the UK drill beats and they rap over it. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I'm it's happy for a Dream Doll. I really want to um, just take yeah, a Dream second. Is, Dream Doll is working. She, yeah. She was recently um, seen in the studio with Timbaland. Spotted. Yeah. So that's a big thing. That's a big thing. Timbaland... Let's be clear. But I am a little weary because I feel like Timbaland doesn't really, you know, fit the 2021 sound of music. Definitely is an older sound. So I am a little weary and I just hope, you know, things work out for her. I I saw that she linked up with, um, I believe his name is Brooklyn Johnny. He's responsible for um, Cardi B's success. Mm. Along with a lot of other people, but yeah, he's been helping her with her um, new sound. Like he helped her with the whole like feature with um, Whoopty. Okay. Okay. What's his name? CJ. CJ. Yeah. Little freak. Yeah. That's him. So Brooklyn Johnny's definitely um, leading Dream Doll to the promised land. (laughs) I'm crying. Safe trip. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speaking of CJ. Um, I just discovered this, like, going through just Apple Music, seeing, like, what's new. Um, Funkmaster Flex has a song featuring CJ called You Know. And it kind of gave me off of, I've only listened to it once. Um, it kind of gave me, like, the, like, it's like a Latin trap beat. It kind of reminded me of, you know, Cardi B, like, I like it like that. Like, that little thing, thing, thing. Like, it kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, like, that's what it kind of, that's what it reminded me of. Um, So, basically, it sounds like Funkmaster Flex is trying to, like, dip into that same pocket of DJ Khaled creating albums and releasing music featuring artists. Funky Flex is always clicking down, so. (laughs) 
You know, I think he got a new body, so he wants to create a new sound for himself. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, CJ, damn, I don't think this made it to our agenda, but CJ is out here. They want your head, boy. And I, I did I don't see know that. You, and I don't know if you're really a gang member or not. But you should really be cautious. Keep it on the playground. You inviting people to your dick, and that just means that you want to <laughs> die. <laughs> From my prior knowledge, but... Who was he beefing with? Apparently, so, I, it's this page on Instagram called um, What New York City Sounds Like. Yes, yes. And they post, like, all, like, you know, New York City rappers or whatever it takes me to be, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. And so, um, it's this guy. Oh, man, I cannot forget this man. Oh, and he's a known one, too. He's a known like, One of them rapper. was 22 Gs, but the other one, it's this, I think he's an up-and-coming rapper. But I think he's, like, pretty mixy, though. Damn, hold on. Let me see if I can. They're all up. pretty mixy. Hold on. Basically, in the video, CJ is telling them, suck my dick. Ah, ah, ah. Y'all niggas is mad small. I'll beat the fuck out of y'all. Right. But what they did on the page was that they compared his sound to these other rappers. And, like, literally, the lines on CJ's songs, like, were basically the same lines from other niggas' songs. Oh, shit. And literally sounded exactly the same. Oh, shit. So, I think we had briefly spoken a couple episodes ago about CJ being an industry plant. You said that. Oh. <laughs> like, don't say we. You yeah, said because that's what the streets are saying. Like, niggas said that you not woofy. Like, you screaming out woofy and you not woofy. Like, what's tea? Like, you know? Like, nigga, you from Staten Island. Like, nobody ever seen a Staten Island blood. I haven't been there before. Have you? I have never. I have never seen that place in my life. I've never even been on a ferry. <laughs> have you? Never. See? So, I just don't know what goes on out there, but <laughs> honestly, CJ, you just need to stay safe, baby. Because yeah. these Brooklyn niggas ain't nothing to fuck with. So, <laughs> I don't know. I'm indeed, though. You know, um. But I will say, like, as far as, like, the whole street world goes, it, it is looking a little shaky because literally 6 9 had a whole concert in Florida. Two concerts in Florida. Packed, sold out. Damn, he's still alive? Yeah. Mm, Thriving him. and surviving. Yeah. Rondo, Quando, Quando, Rondo. Also in concert. An empty concert. I'm but. Gonna say, but his was, oh, the, the, the rapper name is Busy Banks. He's from Brooklyn, I believe. I hear he's crickets because I don't know who the that, fuck that is. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But he's the one that was um, calling out CJ for basically stealing his flow. Yes. Child. Can't steal you if I don't know from you. But um, yeah. Also, Renny Rucci released talk. Yes, I love Renny Rucci. Like she, I hate to compare the female rappers, and I'm, but like honestly, when I discovered um, Mulatto, I discovered Renny Rucci, and I believe honestly, at one point, if I'm not mistaken, Renny Rucci was signed to QC. Or she is still signed to QC. I'm not. Unless she was on that QC project, she mm-hmm. was on a song with Stefflon Don yeah, and I'm, the City Girls. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if she's still signed to them or what, but um, Rennie is cute. Like she can rap. Like she has a flow, and so she released, you know, her little song. You know, she got a little TikTok challenge to go along with it. That's and what so, all the girls are doing. That's what you better do. You you, you saw what Meg did. It got her Grammy. I'm not mad. Get in where you fit in. <laughs> um, okay. And last, oh, well, I got, 
a couple did more. you see mulatto did an interview with hollywood unlocked and she was basically saying that um you couldn't pay her to respond to Renny Rucci's beatbox challenge. And yeah, because, you know, that they compete over who's the biggest. Yeah. Mulatto's yeah. clearly the biggest. Because, I mean, she is the biggest. Yeah. She was like, she um she thought Renny Rucci's freestyle was cute. She laughed at it. How many times do these bitches when you know how to fight? Like, I just feel like, what? <laughs> you thought it was cute? I laughed at it. Like, you're a young bitch. Like, Mulatto is young. She's like 21. Fucking like, what, 21? I, <laughs> child, you, your baby, we seen him in the picture, child. They on vacation on the island styling, okay? <laughs> Meanwhile, Renny Rucci's niggas in jail beefing with Trey Songs over a nigga he can't get to. A bitch he can't get to at that. Let's talk about it. Mm. Child, you really hate to see it, child. <laughs> but, child. Honestly, next, um, ESTG, he is really getting his shine on right now. He is released, he? Yeah, he is. He's he's coming up. Um, he um released a song, a single called "Lick Back." Um, is he you know a trap song? You know, like I said, this is what I'm playing all summer. I I tried to tap into my neo soho vibes. I think I'm gonna be a gang member this summer. So do what you gotta do. You know, so this is where I'm at with it. But yeah. Next, oh, this I woke up to this and I was like, oh, this nigga in his bag. A boogie released a track star remix, and he said, "Bitch, it's hoodie season." I don't know why he keep provoking Ella, cause Ella's really gonna finish him. I just hope she does. Ella's outside with um Jada Wada and the whole gang. She's her outside. Next I'm there. I have to be. <laughs> <laughs> like I just. I just have to be like this bitch is really pressure. Like I know Boogie is home in Jersey popping thirty perks, trying to keep it cool on the inside. What his hoodie on? Looking, <laughs> Looking like a whole fucking bozo. Speaking of which, this is a quick detour because this is not on our agenda. But did you peep India and Dirk? I have it on the um thing. Oh, never mind. We gonna wait for that then. No, no, no. Let's jump into <laughs> it right now. <laughs> because she gonna she gonna say Ella um um put me on or something. Yeah, like 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 put me on. And she was like, "Girl, stay where you at." <laughs> <laughs> because Ella really want demon time. But and literally, you know you back to what's up. happening according to the blogs is um. Derek has been tweeting like these real weird okay. ambiguous ambiguous cryptic messages she said ella bless me in bless me in <laughs> um derek has been tweeting these cryptic messages alluding to the fact that india cheated on him Child. and the Durkios, the fans are like under india's fucking comments going crazy really yes so basically he has to like come to her defense and he like was saying like his bitch ain't nothing like none of you hoes she she's a hundred percent solid. Ah, uh, uh. so it's just real weird. Like people are really wondering like what's going on. Apparently, this happened back in um, January as well. Mm. So it's the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, what I will say on India and Dirk is that there has been rumors about Dirk cheating. And India be like, well, I ain't seen no proof, so my nigga ain't cheat. And now it's rumors of her cheating. 
So, yeah. But if you um, go to India's Twitter, she didn't tweet at the butterfly. So, so she she's kinda, free? I, How free could you be with all them kids? That's what I'm wondering. But she only got two. <laughs> she got three. Oh, she got three. She got. Th- oh, she don't she got. got she got two. She got Willow and she got um the other one. She got a bigger one, right? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, okay. Yeah, one. yeah, her and Ella got two. Yeah. But like, how free could you be with two kids? You see what Ella doing? <laughs> My baby free. How free? <laughs> she is free, little birdie free. Dirk said it pissed me off how y'all changed it around trying to make it like somebody a hoe. Talking about her, like talking about my kids. Kill that rumor. My bitch ain't nothing like you goofy hoes. Mm. So it's really like a big thing going on. I feel like they're gonna break up soon. Like the fact that she's talking to Ella, talking about bless, bless me, me in. in. Because we're, oh, I don't know if you saw this past week when Ella went to the club hosting and her friends had the t shirt and was like, Ella beat. Be free with the butterfly. That's how I would be welcome back to the game. If my friend ain't got a t-shirt for me, what the fuck? <laughs> but I feel like Ella's really plugged in. India, where is India located? Ooh. Drop your pen because I we want to know. I think she's in Atlanta. Is she? I think so. So why she's isn't she pretty like blessed indoors. in? She she's should be blessed indoors. in because the girls is outside. Babes. But, you know, she's been like a mom and shit. Like, really off the scene. Again, that's why. I, how free could you be with two kids? <laughs> Please. I don't know, because my, like I said, all I know is that my bitch Ella picked up where she left off. Hey, Boogie, you forgot my name was Ella. Ella. That's what she needs. Somebody, India, India need a little. Somebody hot, tweeted hot Ella. No, somebody tweeted India. Like, what are you going to do if you have to leave? Mm-hmm. You know, because you ain't got no money. <laughs> she got a business. She got a little cosmetic business. <laughs> She said, post your income and I'll post mine. Mm. <laughs> Big bank, take little bank. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um, I feel like I was just having this conversation. I was like, you know, not for nothing. I really need some Meek Mill music for the summer. Like, I really need Said it. no one but you. <laughs> and a couple of my friends. You need to cut it out. Acting like our fucking intro isn't, isn't, isn't a fucking instrumental from one of his songs. It's from 42 Doug. <laughs> you the only reason why you do not like me is because of Nikki. I feel like that's a valid reason enough, <laughs> don't you? Okay, anyways, I don't care. <laughs> Look what he did to Milano. Um, Nobody talks about that. Nigga said happy birthday, BM. <laughs> <laughs> I hate niggas. Niggas are so embarrassing, but we're gonna get more into that later on in the episode. Poor girl. How embarrassing you niggas are. But gave her a baby and left her stranded. He released. Um, a lemon pepper freestyle that nobody asked for. Um, and I loved it with a video. Like he looking good. Like y'all know that's my baby daddy. He looking sick. Oh, he not. He looking good. Like he looking healthy. <laughs> like, he looking like he's really, you know, he just trying to live life a little bit different. With the fries in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I cannot stand that. Justify anyway, that. This free. <laughs> <laughs> This freestyle just, you know, it did what it needed to do. Like, his flow, his, you know, his punchlines, look. It's just what it needs to do. I'm ready. He said that he's releasing, I believe he said he may be releasing a mixtape for the summer. And then an album later on in a year. This is his I'm season. His birthday's supposed to be coming up, I think. He's a Taurus. Yes, he is a Taurus. So, Maybe. yeah. <laughs> we'll wait. Um, what do you know about Tauruses? I don't know much. 
actually. I don't know anything, actually. I think all I have is... I, the only tourists I know are females and, and my friends. And what do you think? We have a good relationship, for the most part. A really good relationship, actually. Any, any like, bad habits? No. Okay. Not that I could think of right now off the top. Okay. Let's go on. Um, next... I mean, do you want to cover this? Because I don't have nothing nice to say. <laughs> so, this week, you guys, um, Lil Baby released his On Me remix featuring <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion. And let it be clear, I said that I wanted Nikki. I wanted Onika Tanya Mirage on this remix. You did say that. And what did they give me? A horse. <laughs> <laughs> But um, basically, Lil Baby released the remix. He did like a whole challenge of like a female rapper that if she did great and got, you know, Mm -hmm. the following, she would be featured on this remix. And we got Lil Baby featuring Megan Thee Stallion. Which I knew that he was going to do. I didn't know that. I knew. I was expecting. I feel like. So, you guys, we got a video. And it was. was better off featuring Lil Kia. From QC on on here. It was giving the video was giving very much Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Like what the fuck was this? <laughs> like it was giving that. Now that you said that, <laughs> but I think she did a great job. Not a great. She did an okay job. Who did a good job? <laughs> Megan. Wow. Oh, okay. So okay. I now see how we playing it. No, I feel like so. she did. She did a good job. Oh, okay, Her job. verse was terrible. It wasn't terrible. Her verse was trash. You guys, please listen to the verse and comment under this. Her verse was episode. terrible. She had the same flow. She tried to do the whole singy thing. It sounded terrible. How many times did you listen? It made my ears. I was <laughs> told once because I didn't want to hear that. You gotta listen to it like twice. No. Jay Z said you Absolutely can't not. listen to art just once time. Absolutely not. But I feel like she did an okay job. I feel like, however. Given the beat and given a little baby, and like how he like the song was already great without a remix and without a female rapper on it, I feel like we she needed was someone. Not in pocket. Her flop. We needed someone who was a little more barry. If that makes sense. Like I feel like a mulatto would do good on this. Uh, Nikki would do great on this. You know, like. A lot of other talented female rappers would do good. When it comes to Megan, Megan has a certain sound. And I feel like that sound, it fits, but it doesn't really fit, if you get what I'm saying. So I feel like even JT would have been great on this, on the remix. You know, um, a lot of the backlash is coming from the fact that people wanted Amaretta. Yeah. She is a local artist from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And to me, her sound is comparable to Lil Baby. Yes. Like, she's very much, like, the female baby. A lot of word flip. Yeah, and, like, even, like, her... And how she changed up her Her flow, voice like, and cadence, like, mm-hmm. everything, cadence. like, gives me baby. Yeah. People wanted her on it. Um, obviously, because Megan is a bigger artist, I feel like that's what... I feel like, to be honest, too, like, decisions like this isn't even up to the artist. It's up to the label. So I feel like the label said Megan is who we need for this remix because numbers, billboard, streaming, this is who we need. But I don't like the singing. I feel like she really, she was trying to like channel 
JT because it really kind of gave me like the um throat baby to be fucked like a slut. Like it kind of gave me that, but it didn't work for Megan. I think that was like my main issue with her verse. But other than that, like I feel like she did she did okay. You know, I, I could say okay. Like it wasn't great. But I don't want to hear okay when you just won three Grammys. That's fair. I don't want to hear okay. That's fair. I don't want to hear okay on a remix. That's fair. That's absolutely You're fair. Up. You have you, Meg. Nobody has told you this. You have clicked down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's your time is now up. Like I'm, I'm done. <laughs> your time is ticking. You bitches will be around shoulder <laughs> and find it. No, literally. <laughs> Like that's what is like your time is up. Like you're not doing anything new. I'm 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 done. Okay. Sorry. Fair. That's it. Um, if y'all ready to get rid of Sweetie, then I'm ready to get rid of Meg. <laughs> speaking of Sweetie, Little Mix released a um song called Confetti featuring Sweetie. And I will say I do like what Sweetie gave to this song. I don't know who Little Mix is. Little Mix is like they're pretty much like a pop group. Oh, okay. Um, Nikki had a song with them. That's how I um mm. discovered them. I think it was called "Woman Like Me." Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. I do know that verse. Yeah. Um. So definitely check that out. Um. Also, Jordan Lucas released a song called "Ramen OJ" featuring Lil Baby. Mm-hmm. Jordan Lucas released a song called "Ramen and OJ." That's a disgusting meal. Are you in prison? Was he in prison? In the video? I'm asking a question. This little baby's verse sounds good. <laughs> I mean, we know he hasn't missed. That's all I gotta say. Is little baby's verse sounds good, but Robin and OJ? Babes. <laughs> Your stomach is upset. Mm-hmm. With you. <laughs> With you. <laughs> So, definitely check that out. Um, Gucci Mane has an album on the way called Ice Daddy. <laughs> you know, this nigga really act like he only got one kid. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> Ice is apparently the EP on the project. And Ice is also... His, his whole introduction to the world is a picture of him on this album. So, that's how we got to see his face. Yeah, so check that out. It's on the way. Um, also in the works, Bobby Shmurda released a teaser featuring Forty Two Doug. Oh, and Rowdy Rebel also released a teaser with a boogie. Mm. Um, the record with Bobby Shmurda is produced by London Tracks. Okay, so, so we know what that's giving. Yeah, it's definitely giving big drama, mm-hmm. and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm surprised. Like, I really thought that Bobby was gonna have a song out by now. Like, it's been like three months since he's been released. Something two? like that. Like, oh, maybe like two. But he got I released mean, in like February. Yeah, but um, maybe they're changing his sound. Or maybe because... he's really waiting for like June to hit, like summer to hit to really. I don't know, but but I let's don't... be clear. Like the backyard parties and things are happening now. Let's be like, very I got good. invited to two. Did this past attend? weekend. Did you attend? I attended one last week. <laughs> and it was up. And it was up and stuff. But let me fucking tell you. <laughs> tell me about the backyard for that again. You know, we live in Harlem. Yeah. These Uber prices. Oh, baby. <laughs> honey, hold on, hold on. Why? They up. Why? Disgusting. Like, literally, like. It's we, disgusting. It was time to go. Like, it was like 4 a.m. Time to leave. 
Open up a hundred and two dollars. <gasps> no, who's coming from what? Brooklyn or the Brooklyn? Bronx? Bed Stuy specifically. Ooh, yeah, you played yourself. What is happening? Because mm-hmm. that's gonna fuck up my whole summer. Like, if it's time to go to certain places, mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. If we paying like flight prices for Ubers, get on the flight. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm gonna meet you at the island, actually. Yeah, like, but outside is open. Outside is. Okay, and let's transition over into the checkup. This is where we give you updates on things we touched on in the past. Yeah. And so, if you've been living underneath a fucking rock, um, you might have missed that um, the the um, verdict in the George Floyd case. Um, Derek Chavon, he was convicted of second in third-degree murder as well as second-degree manslaughter. So he was found guilty on all three charges um, in the killing of and murder of um, George Floyd over a year ago. And he faces up to 75 years in prison. Um, And I believe he has, he should be sentenced in about like two months or like a month and a half. Um, And so this is honestly like, obviously like, you know, groundbreaking because we have never had a cop um, convicted or found guilty for the killing of an unarmed black person, right? Mm-hmm. And so while people are, while the community, we were celebrating and like feeling as though some sort of justice was served, child, not even. Oh, shit. A couple hours later, we were met with the story of Micaiah Bryant. Oh, yes. Literally hours. Yeah. Probably like four to six hours later. But just as a little bit, just a segue, mm-hmm. apparently the feds had plans to arrest Derek in case he was found not guilty. So it just really makes me feel a little more comfortable knowing that niggas is really not fucking around anymore. But... No, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, they had plans to arrest him um, for the civil case. Yes. Yeah, so nigga, you wasn't going home regardless. Um, but yeah, so literally within, within that same day, 46 hours later in Columbus, Ohio, we learned news of the fatal killing of 16-year-old. 16-year-old, because I know... Many of y'all want to make it seem as though she is a grown-ass woman. She is 16 years old. A little girl. A little girl. She could have been one of my students. Mm. And she was killed by a police officer. The story around Micaiah Bryant is a bit unclear. Yeah. It was like a fight. It was, you know, from what, and I'm only going to speak about what I know to be true. Mm-hmm. Is that Makaya Bryant? She was living with a foster mom, right? And apparently, former foster kids came to visit, right? Um, and there might have been some sort of disagreement amongst these women. Uh, I mean, no teenagers. No, 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 no. It, there was only one teenager present. The others were young women. They were women. Okay. Um, and that has escalated. And then, um, Micaiah actually called police because 
these two women were trying to um, jump her, jump her, or attack her in some way. And Officer Nicholas Reardon showed up, and I don't know how. I don't. Whatever. I'm just tired of going through police training because I'm not even even in law law enforcement. But I just feel like if they're not training you on how to de-escalate situations, why the fuck are you involving a 16 year old girl? Yeah, and a like the body cam footage girl. is very disturbing. I'm not watching that shit. I accidentally clicked on it and I was really sad. Um, but yeah, the body cam footage is very disturbing and it's just sad. And and what's even more sad is that the fact that you have people like motherfucking DJ Envy on their motherfucking platform playing devil's advocate for the police and saying like, well, she did have a knife or she did have this or she did have that. Yeah. And it's like, why the fuck? DJ Envy, you have daughters. What are you saying? Like you have, and at the end, like that's what he was saying. So basically, he was saying that, um, like if it was his daughter, um, basically running away from someone with a knife, like he would want the cop to, you know, use force. But my thing is, you can shoot to disarm. Like these police officers are not shooting to disarm; they're They're shooting shooting to kill. kill. Like Like they are executing us. Like that's my whole issue. Like yeah, I agree. Like, I just feel like I don't understand how a niggas can shoot up a wipers can shoot up a ch- fucking church and walk out of there in handcuffs, but you cannot disarm someone with a knife. It wasn't like a butter knife or something. You know, so it's just like it's just a real fucked up like situation. I I believe um probably like a day or two ago they actually held her funeral. Um, and I mean, I'm just waiting to see. I will definitely be following this, um, just to see where this goes. It's been, honestly, I feel like it hasn't even really been in the media that much. I feel like it, it was, it was in the media the, the week of, you know, the George Floyd's verdict and everything. Yeah. But since then it has died down a lot. Yeah. Um. It was just like real weird too, because I think LeBron James had tweeted something like you next with like a meme. And, like, people gave him more media attention than they gave the actual case. Right. And he basically had to tweet that he was just mentioning that the police brutality, like, it's not going to stop. Yeah. And I think just to, like, sum this up, it just highlights the fact that on the same day that we get this verdict, we also see another black, a fucking innocent black life lost, right? So and it's it just, like, an even so, worse so case. It's, not really progress. it's really a worse case because it's just, like, a now child. it's a child, and, and it's really a one, it's a little this, girl. This young, y'all, y'all are really adultifying this young girl, and it's like they was really sharing like videos of her TikToks and shit. And I'm like, yo, my students dead ass look like that. Like my students do these TikToks. Like, and the fact that y'all sitting here and y'all calling her a young woman, she's a child. She's 16 years old. 16 years Cut old. Cut it the fuck out. I mean, where were you at 16? What were you doing? What were you thinking? You know. So it's just like. It just really reminds me too, like, especially black people growing up in these neighborhoods that are just so like ghetto. <laughs> like, really, like, there's no better word to describe it other than ghetto, you know? Because like, I feel like I've been in situations too where like I felt like, you know, like I was, I was in a situation where I really felt that. 
you know, I should call law enforcement or I should call, like, someone who can help me handle the situation. Mm-hmm. And it's like, in those situations, like, you really have no one to turn to. You know, like, you can't call the cops because they might kill you. Literally. You know, so it's just like, it just sucks being black sometimes. And I feel like nobody really speaks on that. It's really tiring. I Honestly, at that week, I was just like... And it's like, I work in education, and so we often, like, in homeroom, will have, like, conversations around these things because our kids see this, right? And it's just like, it gets tiring. Like, yeah. our ki- like my kids, like, my students really just be like, why is this happening? Right. Like, why? And it's just like, it sucks even as an adult to be like, I don't even have an answer for you. And I don't even know if shit is even going to get yeah. any, any better. Yeah. And it's just... It's just... Whatever. It just sucks through and through, through and through. Like it really just sucks being black sometimes, and it's just like it's emotionally exhaustive. Like literally, I want to move out of this country. I see why this country sucks. I see why, but it's like on top of it too. Like I'm grateful to some extent that like none of these things are happening in New York. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like I can't really help anyone that lives. Can you imagine like if we lived in the South or like in these like rural areas impoverished areas where like you know so it's it's we would live in fair mm-hmm. mm-hmm you know it's ridiculous but um yeah let's transition over into Kanye Pucha. <laughs> so apparently Kanye is saying he's the one who decided to get a divorce and he also is upset with people for thinking that <laughs> It was Kim that wanted to divorce him. That's the Gemini in him. So petty. (laughs) To really come out and be like, actually, I wanted the divorce. I'm not surprised, to be honest. (laughs) Because in my heart of hearts, I feel like Kim, Kim is a Libra. And I feel like Libras, like, they are very prideful women. Especially, like, my mom they is a Libra. Are. My sister is a Libra. Yeah, and they're very prideful. So, like, given the fact that her relationship is, like, on the forefront, mm-hmm. and, like, she has four kids for him, and, like, they're so, like, intertwined as far as, like, their businesses and, like, KKW, like, it's not KK, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's, like, KKW, Kim Kardashian West. Very much so. You know, like, she has shares in Yeezy and, like, all these things. Like, I feel like she would do whatever it takes to keep that marriage together. Especially since since this was her third one and not on ecstasy. Oh, shit. You pulling cards. Hmm. You pulling cards. I love Kimberly. You pulling cards. But I feel like she would have done anything to rectify the situation. But I feel like... On top of all of that, like the situation, it wasn't nothing to rectify. The minute that nigga went on Insta, I mean on Twitter, and went loose, that that last rant let me know, bro. It like was he, like he screenshotted him and Chris Jenner's text messages. Yeah, it was like clipped. it was over from that. Like it was, it was down. Yeah. So I, I like definitely believe. I say all that to say, I definitely believe that Kanye is the one that filed for divorce. He said, get out was, was about me. <laughs> On top of that, dude, like, it just really brings me back to our fucking church notes. It's like, those toxic relationships. Because who knows what the fuck this bitch was going through 
with this nigga and his fucking impulses. And she got four kids. And law school. And a fucking career to balance. Like, who knows what the fuck she was going through. Scams and KKW. Trying to fucking reach a Billy. (laughs) (laughs) You get what I'm saying? So, like, who's to know? Like, and that's why, too, like, I really, like, tip my hat to her. Because it's just, like... (laughs) You're fitted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I know she's going through a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I know she is. And the fact that he's just... And then he gonna have, have the nerve to fucking switch his number and she can only contact him through through security. With four Stop kids? Stop playing with me. With four kids. Because I'm dropping all four off at the motherfucking gate. At the ranch. Oh, yes. Like, stop fucking playing with me, bitch. I'm going on the PJ. Here you go. Please. Honestly, like, this is why I really, like identify with her and I took my hat to her and like she has always been like you know uh, she always had like a special place in my heart but he also went on to say he wants his next bae to be an artist which was just like and maybe could I get be on the same wavelength you saw Azealia Banks trying to shoot her shot mm. I'm like nobody forget that you was cooking your cat and you're also a coke head like <laughs> <laughs> like let's not forget <laughs> please you cooked your cat and honestly nobody came for you and I kept it on the hush <laughs> and I kept it on the hush because of that but literally you're out Azealia <laughs> you ain't Kanye you know Um. so last weekend was DMX Memorial OMG. He shut the motherfucking city down. And he by shut, the city, I mean yeah, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Please. Because it was a motherfucking standstill out there. Like, what? Um, let's start with the fact that they have um, the New York State Senate has declared December 18th DMX Day, and that is his born day. That is his birthday. Um, did you watch any of the memorial services? So, um, I basically saw clips and snippets. Because they had Saturday and Sunday. But. I saw snippets. I saw um, the actual Barclay Center, that whole image of him, you know, in the big monster truck, the whole, the bikes and all that. Mm, like, yeah. I saw all of that. Yeah. I saw a lot of people from Brooklyn, like, actually went down to downtown Brooklyn and, like, you know, like, was just in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw his ex-wife and his current fiance, they like hugged and Mm -hmm. I saw that moment. I also saw the moment of like one of his friends, like basically. Oh, let me get into uh, that. So to recap, so it was definitely um, some Saturday, um, you know, um events and also so sunday was the actual like funeral service the memorial service and um just some highlights they had all of like rough riders like go up there and like share their like words and things of that nature so eve was there swiss the locks you know everyone was there um and he had some of his like spiritual advisors there and um I really love, like, all of the, like, anecdotes and the stories that they share with DMX because, honestly, like, regardless of whatever you may feel about DMX, I felt like he was authentically himself, and he did not hide whatever he was battling with anyone, and I think that is what came out in everybody's story. Yeah. Um, 
Now here's where things get ghetto. And Definitely you know ghetto. black folks. Like, and you really So Oh, he's a Capricorn. Mm-hmm. No, what is he, no, a, no, Sag? He's a Sag? He's a Sag. Yikes, with them Sages, chill. I can't. <laughs> he got the same birthday as Pillow. Oh. <laughs> Why you look worried? Because <laughs> that's a crazy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, you know, at the funeral, as the memorial is wrapping up, this, some man bombards the stage. And he hops on the stage and he's like, yeah, I was cut out of the service, but I was his friend. You know, he's going crazy. They really had to cut the cut the motherfucking mic and, and escort this man off the motherfucking stage. <laughs> and the fucking pastor was like, brother, I'm going to pray for you. Like, I understand that you hurting and you want to say your well wishes and, you know, et cetera. But not at my church. <laughs> So with that, like, I was a and little... I was like, you are so distasteful. I, like, looked at it the other way. Because oh. I feel like, basically, like, with surrounding DMX's death, like, it really has very much been, like, a music money move for a lot of people who aren't connected. That's why even at the funeral, Swiss Beats felt the need to, you know, like, mention certain things. Like, make sure yeah. you have a will... And ah, uh, uh, like, yeah. he's disgusted by the way people are handling, yeah. you know, his arrangements for his family. And he's going to make sure that the family's good. I feel like even surrounding the, the um, death of DMX, a lot of people were tweeting, like, it doesn't feel like a funeral. It feels like a, a um, Rough Rider tribute reunion. reunion. You know, so like... I was there at the, remember the um, Diddy, what is the, the Bad Boy reunion tour? Yeah. Jersey, guess who was the guest? <laughs> DMX, and when I tell you that, that building went up, shout Yeah, but, so I feel like in this moment of the guy, like, coming on stage, like, I really feel like, on one side, I felt like he wanted clout and recognition for his close relationship with DMX, but on the other side, I felt like he really wanted to, like, share his story and honor you know, DMX. Yeah, but to be bummed, Ron, But like, to be cut out when you're, like, a close friend and, like, y'all sharing stories of being, like, foster children. <laughs> I just feel like the, the whole... Sorry. Yeah, I just feel like the whole, like, funeral... It sort of became, like, a whole, like, publicity moment and a moment for, like, media attention mm-hmm. rather than, like, an intimate, like... Celebration of someone's life. Yeah, I mean, you know, and that's. I mean, what do we also expect though? When I mean, I feel like since recently, like I'm thinking about even when James Brown passed, like this nigga went on tour, like he had like six funerals, <laughs> like you know what I mean, like you think about like six funerals is oh dear. He did. <laughs> like I'm thinking about like Nipsey, like the Staples, and you know whatever. I mean, listen, I cannot speak to. I feel like DMX entire being is chaotic and so it's like i don't really know who who is to say that this man really was a close friend or as close as he said or i don't know but i just felt like it was just distasteful and it's just like honestly some things you just gotta take on the chin and you know however what has recently developed is Irv Gotti done got himself into some shit 
Wait, the fuck? Mm-hmm. Wait, what? So let me tell you. Tell me. Ergotti wait, wait, wait. Let me put on my ears. Okay. <laughs> um, so Ergotti did an interview um, at some Chicago radio station. And they were talking about, you know, the passing of DMX. And essentially, Ergotti basically says that, you know, DMX died from a bad dose of crack. I saw that. And blah, 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 right? Now you you know his his fucking sworn em- enemy, Fifty Cent. He reposted. He got him. <laughs> you know, Fifty reposted was like this fucking clown. Da da da. Like why are you speaking on him? Like you know, X Y Z. You fucking clown is so dang. Essentially, <laughs> and Swiss was in the comments was like, yeah, like this is a bozo move, like. Nobody was really feeling what Irv really had to say about the passing of X. Yikes. And so, as of recently, Irv Gotti went to He Instagram. recanted, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. You know he was pussy love. Guess what's Irv Gotti's sign? What's it? Just guess. Ooh. Ooh. Let me see. Is he a Virgo man? A cancer man. Oh, cancer. Damn, that was my third choice. <laughs> oh, I was thinking so. Ah! Okay. But that makes sense because I think the biggest films know everything. Everything. The same thing that was like Ashanti gave him head. Why do you do that? Like, ain't you married? Anyways, so Irv recently, the other day, went to Instagram and he got this whole long soliloquy. <laughs> what is it called? A soliloquy. <laughs> Um, about <laughs> he's like you know I love X I love un- unconditional by niggas do not know what unconditional love is Listen. what it looks like what it smells like they don't have a blues clues he, it's ridiculous <laughs> like, it's ridiculous he goes now the interview I did um, and what I said about X now everything I said had already been reported in the media. If you look back at media outlets, everything I said had been already out there. I did not break anything I said. But you know what? I understand no one wanted to hear it from me. And for that, I am truly sorry. To ever, to ever make people think I don't love my nigga ex, anybody that knows me or knew ex cannot ever, cannot ever front like me and ex did not share a special bond. I put my whole career on the line for ex. Did things for X that is unquestionable. Mm, our, our relationship grew and grew to the point where I feel like I understood X and and the love he wanted. And he like gives like a bunch of apologies to the people of Rough Riders and like all these and like even like his ex-wife and blah you blah, know, blah 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 all blah. these other stuff. But I think this is the moral of the story. I think this goes back to your point about clout and like mm. what these celebrities passings have come in because it's like something you just don't need to be speaking on it and that and it's not even i think it's just out of like out of respect and it's, it's out like, of pocket yeah it's like even if if you generally do have a close relationship with x like you say you it's just certain things like you just should not be speaking on it the way you did like i didn't like the way it came across like it just like we like everyone is is aware of the battles that DMX face with right. you no know, drugs. And so for you, like the way it came across, it just felt really disingenuous. What he said, bad coke? Bad crack and fentanyl. Um, Child, you know, I don't be in the chemistry now. 
I, I took a class. And isn't crack cheaper than coke? Yeah. Come on now. You know. You was being disrespectful. Very much so. Like, keep on the fucking plate. And that's my other thing, too. Like, that's my other thing. Like, if you're going to be disrespectful, like, stand in that disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't flip-flop. Like, come on. Like, just be like, I said what I said. Because now you look stupid. So, Yeah. Um, also this week mm, A truth in the lies <laughs> In the lies Yeah, it just really hurts. Baby, this is some pressure It really hurts my heart It doesn't hurt my heart, I'm lying I'm about to say, what? I just feel like, like Huh? I don't think you don't really even, even like her that much No, I like her you do? Yeah, okay. I like all the Kardashians oh. Except for Kendall mm, Understood Yeah, she's a Scorpio and what? I usually she like Scorpios. Really the bitch is just so She's fucking sensitive. Her. Like, because <sighs> Kylie be getting in my ass, and I be like, bitch, you'll be giving the pressure I be giving. <laughs> bitch, you will never do me, and I'm good. Billy or not? And that's on period blood. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so basically. You know, I've been watching the last season of The Kardashians, and Tristan Thompson has been under Chloe's toe, changing his whole voice, you know, really giving, like, Caucasian woman, wearing makeup, makeup, looking like a greasy fucking Q-tip, like, (laughs) looking real fucking greasy, you know, under Chloe's foot, like, trying to, like, make things right. Having scenes with um, Chris Jenner and like talking to the family and talking about how he um, he apologized to Chloe and how he feels like Chloe is um, embarrassed by him because of the the backlash she got from the media about getting with him and and her him cheating on her and ah uh, ah uh, and he's just trying to make things right and he understands how he fucks up ah uh, ah. Uh. And then, literally, it was, like, a whole scene because, um, apparently, Chloe posted, like, a thirst trap on Instagram. I think she was, like, in a bikini. Mm -hmm. And then Scott commented, oh, Tristan is such a lucky guy. Ah, ah. And then that pretty much is, like, what sparked the rumors of Chloe forgave Tristan, didn't forgive Jordan. And it was, like, a whole thing. She got a whole bunch of backlash about how she's a dumb bitch. Very much. Ah, ah. So, basically, like... They've been trying to make things right. Like, I feel like she even, um, like, after that whole incident, like, she's really been more so, like, trying to be forgiven, forgiving. And most recently, new cheating allegations surfaced earlier this week after a woman named Sydney claimed that she and Tristan allegedly had a sexual encounter a few months earlier in 2021. Baby, did it. This all came forward on the No Jumper podcast, but claims which are currently unverified were made in a video posted by Hollywood Unlock in which Sydney stated that she was unaware that Tristan was in a relationship when she allegedly... I hate when a hoes be lying. She allegedly spent time with Tristan on a number of occasions. She also claims that she ended communication with him after finding out that he was in a relationship with Chloe. 
and that he tried to contact her since. Um, she also since then claimed that um, Chloe reached out to her via DM and was like, this conversation stays between us. And it was just a whole bunch of shit. Chloe is back to her cancer shit, tweeting cryptic messages. She most recently tweeted, tweeted, tweeted. She most recently tweeted, um, I think it was like a fortune cookie or some shit that said people who don't hesitate to share a kind word or do a good deed to brighten up someone else's day are the best kind of people. Yeah, I, she's a cancer, like, take that into perspective, cancer women, they love love. And they will not leave. They. You have to leave them. And I, <laughs> really, and I really wish Tristan would leave. Because you can you don't want to be with her. You don't. And it's you just, don't. it's just sad too, I feel like the ultimate slap in the face. And these bitches, and these, whatever this Sydney bitch or whoever, like, Kardashian, like, she is of stature, right? She's of status. And these bitches be getting a rise out of mentioning to be like, ha, ha, ha. I fucked your nigga. nigga. That clicks them up. But then the whole time you guys look like, that's corny. Mm. No, I agree with you. But I also I feel like, no, as it should, as a woman, you know, like, as a woman, I feel like it's just sad to know that, you know, like, it's just sad. Like, when you fucking with someone and then they pretty much step out on you for someone who could never compete with you. Like, is not even on the same playing field, tax bracket, looks, bank account. Like, on no way are we in the same field. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like... I feel like that's the part that hurts the most because this girl is literally on the No Jumper podcast cutting the fuck up, reading text messages, going fucking embarrassing the fuck out of you. And then Tristan, like, there's no comment. And it is no comment. And there will never be a comment. That's why. Because if it's not Not true. true. That's the daughter's name. Who's (laughs) in the law? I'm telling you what it is. It's just, it, it really saddens me, I will say. Because, because, just, because if it's not, because if it, if it wasn't true, it's it's nothing for the Kardashians to really stop that shit and, and lift that shit in the butt. When it's truth to that, the Kardashians cannot stop that shit. Because yeah. truth is true. And True Thompson and is a real is person. Yeah. And she said, baby, you said you wanted True to have more siblings. Well, huh. And literally, that was another thing, too. Like, he was pressed to have more kids and she was like okay like she already had like the embryos already frozen like it wasn't like she had her her um eggs frozen like the eggs like his semen was already in the egg it's just and with like just to take a step above and beyond like pop culture like it's something that like really scares me about love you know like and when you like praying for things like Make sure you pray for loyalty, you know, because I feel like, you know, you could have it all, but if that person is not loyal to you, 
And don't respect you. Like, you'll always be in a sunken place. And it's just, it's, it's really sad to me, like, for sure. But we'll definitely be keeping you posted on everything as that story develops. Mm-hmm. Um, Next, I mean, it's been the battle of the kitties. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's been the battle of the kitties. Like, I mean, Rolling Ray, like, I don't. He's healing nicely. What can't you say to Roller Ray? We cannot, we cannot really do him in. Because they're going to be like, oh, you doing it, somebody has handicapped. But if you cut, like, what would you say? I what I need to say to Roland Ray. <laughs> I definitely did. So I'm waiting for you. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, but it doesn't matter. But you anyway. don't have nothing to say to Roland Ray. <laughs> the girls are still arguing over this whole brr. He called me big brr. Yes. You know, he, you know, Koi Lorraine. Oh, we didn't cover that in music. Whatever. But Koi and um, Jaycee. Well, we gave that already, like, a couple weeks ago. Oh, no, but I'm talking about, we didn't talk about the video. Like, oh. Yeah, it was me. Um, you know, they released their song and then Roland Gray released his song, which was essentially a diss track. Um, and, and she was, been, and he's been trolling Koi about she like, was like, keep, charting. she was like, keep playing because my lawyers work. Okay. And so he's been like posting like, oh, now Big Purr is now, um, number 13 on the iTunes rap charts and blah, blah, blah. His shit did not sound mastered. It sounds just like oh, that they, Cardi B record. They definitely did. Oh, that was not mastered at all. <laughs> and so recently, um, Koi went to Twitter and basically confirmed um, like a City Girls remix to Big Prr. Oh. Yeah, and she joked. She was like, we're still waiting on JT to send her verse back. Um, she too busy on them goddamn boats drinking mimosas and shit. Um, and so we know that, you know, the City Girls and Roland Ray are clearly the ops. You know, yeah. they've had their beef in the past. Carisha. You know? Specifically. And so, um, you know, basically Roland Ray responded and was like, you can get the City Girls. Like, it's still not going to do better than what my song was already doing. And Koi essentially um, responded like, Roland Ray, you will never prosper in life. Oh, shit. If you ever have that hate in your heart. Oh, Look, low prr. Stop taking your frustration out on others. We don't want to be miserable with you. Please stop. God bless. And oh, that's shit. one period. And so, like I said, we can't really do Roland Ray in the way that. You can't. I don't want to get canceled. <laughs> but they also included Nikki into this battle of the kitties. Uh-uh, not a FaceTime in the middle of recording. 
This is our first phone call on the podcast. Who's calling? Deanna, you are recording live. Deanna, you are live on the Checkers podcast. Let's be clear. You in Harlem? You on my block. Wow, that's crazy. Is she on old block? <laughs> yeah, she on old block. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Not Angel. Angel on the Sunday is a this wild is time. Family that dropped Camry. Okay, they don't need to know all of our business. <laughs> oh, okay, I love you too. Oh, I love you too. You are an honorary member of the Chuckers podcast. You're welcome anytime. Okay, sis, we are recording, so okay, bye. Bye. On our first phone call on the podcast. I cannot. How exciting. So, what I was, before I was rudely interrupted, they <laughs> included Miss Nicki Minaj in this battle of the motherfucking kitties on who was purring first. Nicki was then And they threw the receipts back to 2012. If y'all didn't know of the Pink Friday Roman Reloaded this album. song with Cassie. The Boys. On the Okay, and Nikki said, did you ever really love me, Stevie? Brr, pull up in that. Brr, 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 brr. Okay, so she been brr since 2012. That's all that the they came to the say. The receipts are there. The receipts are there. Um, Rolling Ray, you have 24 hours to respond. I actually don't respond, bitch, because you might end up in an ICU again. Uh-uh, see? Okay, next. I ain't got time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I ain't got time, see? Uh. Bitch, don't fucking play. Because they asked about your fucking disability checks. <laughs> and he and was doing the math for us, and I was like, you sound broke. <laughs> OMG. What? Now you sound broke. <laughs> you said you only get 700 something in disability. I'm like, mm. well, $700 a month, what can you do? Babes. What can you do? A rolling rain. Ciao. You know, in all reality, I just wish them the best. Like, it's just, I do feel like rolling right. Rolling right. I feel like he has a disability that goes beyond, you know, the walking ability. I feel like there's a mental thing happening there. And I just hope that he's able to tackle that issue before he tackles Coyle with his fucking wheelchair. And that's just bad on that. Let's transition over into the world of J-Lo. As we mentioned in the past, um, J-Lo is currently going through a divorce with A-Rod. No, they didn't have a divorce. They just split. They was married? Yeah, they were engaged. Oh, yeah, they were engaged. They were engaged. So it's not a divorce. Um, They 
are basically just in this weird space. And J-Lo is just making it even more <laughs> weird. Because um, during the week of April 22nd, she was spotted with her ex. What do you call somebody who ex engaged you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've never been in these unfortunate situations. <laughs> she was caught with her ex, Mark Anthony, who she also has twins for. Child. And um, basically, it was noted that ex fiance. I guess um, it says ex husband according to people. Oh yeah, magazine. they were married. So she actually married a um Mark Anthony. I believe so. Yeah. Good for her, but <laughs> um, she was spotted with Mark Anthony, and people are speculating that they will get back together. Sure. But. It's just weird to me. Let me tell you, she loved Diddy and was consistent with the motherfucking Latinos. With the rings, honey. Oh, that too. Yeah. Mama's she, got more rings than Thanos. Like, it's a, really a big thing. But she was spotted with Mark Anthony, and apparently sources close to them were saying that he's been comforting her. <laughs> Y'all niggas be dirty, Mac, and oh my God. Whatever that means, right? Comforting? Disgusting. And then, like, like your BM, cut it off. And then, literally, like a week later, she was spotted with Ben Affleck. He's been going to her house. I'm guessing again to comfort her. Oh Another ex. This so is- it's just really given like messy situation. Um, this happened on April 29th. Sure. So literally, like three days ago, real recent, and it's just. Like, J-Lo, like, what is your end goal? You know, like, what do you... What do you get out of having these men comfort you? You know, like, it's just real weird to me overall. And I just... I just don't understand it. You know, she is a Leo. So that means she's crazy. (laughs) You know, like, that means she loves attention. And... Yeah, so I just hope that she makes the right decision mm. for her children's sake because at this point, like, Ciao. the children are who I care for at this point. You know, like, that type of embarrassment where your mom is basically a hoe chasing rings and things. I mean, look at Black China. They don't understand yet. You know, like, King and Dream, I think King is, like, seven. Dream is, like, three, two. You oh, know? Dream is a little bit older. Three, three four? four? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, they don't really understand that they mom be sucking dick and really be chasing bags and having kids. <laughs> you know, like, they don't get it. So, oh my God. yeah, but J-Lo, I really just hope that she makes the right decisions moving forward. For real, because it's just really a messy situation. She didn't write that, so you shouldn't reference that. (laughs) But let's transition over into our big check portion of the show. The fact that we just got to to big check. We was we've been keying. I have. I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all know how it gets when we miss a week. Yeah, Um, we need to like really reschedule like the time we record (laughs) and the time we drop because (laughs) the summer is coming. The summer is coming, and so we both are going to be outside. (laughs) <laughs> Literally, we're gonna be outside. So it's maybe get, we have to do like a Thursday, release on Friday. It's really giving Thursday. 
you know, we're gonna talk about it on the back end per usual, but yeah, no, yeah, like a Thursday release on Friday. I think that sounds about right yeah. because. But then we can't do new. We won't be able to do new new music. Friday. We could do it from the past Friday, because literally, like this is a lot. Life is requiring me to be outside, like. Yeah, like I'm getting the pieces together and like <laughs> the pieces are coming together. The skincare regimen is like occurring, like you know, like it's giving outside. Babe, so we need to do moisturizers and eye patches. That's it for the summer. Bitches get in tune. Yeah. So, anyways, into our big check portion of the podcast. Um, I'm gonna start with Nina Parker. Uh, she becomes the first black woman um, to launch a plus-size clothing line with Macy's. And so her line, the Nina Parker Collection, is set to drop May 14th. And it is Macy's first time collaborating with a black, female-owned, plus-size clothing label. And this is obviously a real big check. Y'all know what Macy's does. Like, Macy's go up. Like, even if you never heard of the motherfucking brand, let me tell you, if you were Macy's, you done did it. Um, and I think that's really, you know, good to really have, like, representation of all body types um, and things of that nature. And so congratulations to Nina Parker on that as well. I also want to hand out some big checks. There was a lot of black excellence at the Country Music Awards, and it didn't have anything to do with Little Nas X. Um, and so, Mickey Guyton, she was the first black woman to host the Country Music Awards. Um, Kane Brown, he was the first black solo artist to receive the Video of the Year Award. And Jimmy Allen was the first black artist to win New Male Artist of the Year. And so these are where are who my big checks go out to. Um, shout outs to the Country Music Awards for doing their thing and the representation. A hundred percent. You know, a lot more than what the motherfucking Grammys can do, but whatever. A hundred percent. I'm giving my big check to Money Mayweather. Mm-hmm. Floyd mm-hmm. Money Mayweather. You know, May is approaching, and it's Mayweather. It is. Okay. Um, Floyd recently announced that he will be doing an exhibition match with um, Logan Paul on June 6th. Um, It will be in Miami. Apparently, they will be um, fighting at the Hard Rock Stadium. Um, Tickets will be going on sale this week coming up. And Floyd is expecting to make over a hundred million. You know, so like definitely big checks to him. I just love the money talk. And basically he had an interview where they asked him like why did you agree to do a fight with Logan Paul as opposed to like all of the other challengers. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned that like with Logan Paul, like he'll make the most money essentially. Like, with the other challengers, Period. like, he'll make, like, a couple million. But with Logan Paul, like, it'll be over $100 million. So, definitely looking forward to that. Like, I think it's really interesting, too. And it's important to note that Logan Paul is a YouTuber mm-hmm. who became a boxer. 
So I'm definitely excited to see that. Like, I feel like it'll really be like a haha if Logan Paul was really supposed to like fuck Floyd up and knock him the fuck out. You know, like I mean, to my knowledge, <laughs> Floyd is still undefeated. So I, I know, doubt that's, that'll happen. That's what I thought. But you know, like you never know. Like the way how life is set up. Like, that role player becomes a superstar. Oh, child. But never superstar Dre. Mm. Okay? <laughs> Honestly, we need to have Baby Future back on that on an episode. Because so? I don't know if you've been following, but he has debuted his um, all-star. No, what did he say? His main player? Oh, the top five. Yes. He did? He has debuted. And I just need a follow. I'm deeply invested. Should we call him? (laughs) (laughs) I'm deeply invested. So, baby future, like, you will be on the episode real soon. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Like, midsummer, I need to see how things are going. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. But, um, Gunna and Young Young Thug recently posted bond for 30 Fulton County inmates. Um, apparently, they, they posted bond for inmates who were facing minor offenses or misdemeanor offenses and um it's all going into a video that they shot for slam language too mm-hmm. so definitely shouts to them big checks some 30 individuals like were freed from jail because of young thug and gonna and i think that's definitely commendable also cardi b when i think cardi b like i don't think beauty but Mama's is releasing a beauty line, which for me is a little shocking because no one really thinks she's beautiful. What? Wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, but do you think she's beautiful? And Cardi? B. <laughs> Wait, what are you saying? Do I think Cardi B is beautiful? Yes. I think she, yes. I think she's beautiful. The reason why I, I think that what <laughs> what makes sense about the beauty line is they had like listed a couple things and it was like hair I and saw nails. nails. That with, made sense. With nails. The makeup, I'm like, girl, I don't check for Cardi stuff for makeup. Like I don't care about because I know that you get your makeup done by people. Like I don't think that you I don't even I don't I haven't even seen Cardi on one of those like GQ things or like Vogue with like I do my own makeup routine. <laughs> Because I don't think that she does makeup. Like, I don't... Yeah. That's the part that throws me off, like the, like, the cosmetics part. But the nails and the hair, I'm all for. I'm not even here for the hair because we know, like, the hair comes from Tokyo styles. Well, I'm talking about natural hair. Because she, on her Instagram page, she spends a lot of time of, like, she does these, like, hair masks and that she makes from home. Or whatever the case may be. But so she like, never has, like, her natural hair out. She shows her natural hair a lot She of shows it, but she never, like, wears it out. Like, it's always, like, a wig or something. I mean, that's for any fucking artist, though. Any I feel like artist. if you're going to have a hair line, a beauty line that has hair products involved. I'm going to call some some slack just because I think Cardi has been very transparent in her natural hair process. Of, like, hey, this is my natural hair. This is what I use on it. Here's the growth in from this month to this month or from this year to this year. So that's why I'm aligned with the hair stuff and the nails. The beauty stuff, like the makeup, I don't know if I'm going to be buying no Cardi B um, eyeshadow and shit. I don't know. Yeah. And I feel like that's what it's giving. Um, 
she did tweet on March 29th. I think I'm going to, I, I think I'm going to a video. Like, this is the type of bitch y'all look up to. I think I'm going to a video of different Hispanic people or Latin people or whatever terms, whatever terms is the correct way to say it nowadays because people be thinking every Hispanic is Mexican or something and must have the same hair texture, color, and features. So I guess she's definitely thinking about doing the hair thing. Yeah. Um, honestly, like altogether, like other than nails, like I, I don't see it because, like, since since the dawn of time, like she's been giving nails, like you know, like it's always been some ratchet, bling bling type of shit, like yeah, you know. So like, if anything, like I feel like she needs like a OPI deal or something like that. Listen, well, Cardi we're talking, said on big paper. Well, after she's done with this rapping shit, she's on to Hollywood next. So she's like, that, that's know. okay. Like, and that's only gonna get you with so far because let's be clear, like you're known for being a fucking idiot. And that's just bad on that. But when we're talking about actual beauty, like your name is never mentioned. You just so you don't think that Cardi B is beautiful? No. So you think that you need to be beautiful in order to have a beauty line? Doesn't it make sense to you? <laughs> like, doesn't it make sense to you? <laughs> like, you need to be beautiful to have a beauty line. <laughs> like, bitches need to look at your face and be like, I want what she has. And you say that. Nobody you. ever said that when it came to Cardi B. Ever. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> like. I'm done. Because I already said I think that she's beautiful. I'm glad you said that. For whatever Dominican friends you have going on, <laughs> I hope they hear this and know that you're lying. <laughs> it resonates with them? Yeah, because Child. in the streets, nobody's calling Cardi B beautiful. They say, Nobody's calling her ugly. Let's, let's be clear about that. She's not an ugly girl. When we're talking about beautiful, when we're talking about va, 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 Cardi B's name is never mentioned. When they talk about pretty and fine, they mention Sweetie, they mention Laurie Harvey, they mentioned Nicki Minaj, never Cardi B. And that's just that on that. And that's stamped on. Yeah, so the fact that she's having a beauty line. Okay, well, it, we're gonna it, agree it's a little agree. ridiculous to me. No, we're not we're not on the same page. <laughs> we we are actually on different we are actually in different books. Literally. <laughs> so it's it's totally fine. Child. You know, but when we talk about a beauty line, I don't think Cardi B should have a beauty line coming out. Well, luckily... I well, feel like she should have a nail polish or something of that sort. Well, unfortunately, this bitch is about her fucking business that she's going to have it all. <sighs> and... I'm not hating. This bitch got dolls. She got beauty. She got whatever. She I'm not hating. Apparently, she um trademarked Barbie Beauty. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like some blood makeup line. <laughs> blood makeup line. So that's coming up. Um, yeah. I mean, the girls are gonna go crazy for it. So she and has a cult like following. My whole thing so, is, who is like her endorsement? Gonna go crazy because let me tell. You, Oh my god, let me tell you how my mom was really beasting to buy them Reebok sneakers. Stop. 
Your I, mother? Why? She really loves Cardi. What does she love about her? I don't know. <laughs> we need to ask her. We need to have like we a case study. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because. But like Cardi has a cult like following that whatever she puts her name to is going to go up. So this beauty line. Literally, the fucking Reebok. Them shoes are terrible. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> My mother has fucking Louis and Gucci sneakers in her closet. To add Reebok to the collection is just beyond me. It was beyond me. She wanted me to wake her up to... To catch the drop? Yes. Stop. Please. I'm not Don't Don't tell me no more. Okay, I'm done. And I love my mother. But I was just really taken aback. As you should. Like, how do you come from Louis and Gucci to Cardi? I cannot. I really Listen, cannot. Listen, Cardi B and the B stands for big bag. <sighs> Period. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. I'm just really like on some shit. Ciao. Um. Also, in the news this week, another female rapper that's not Nicki Minaj. I know I'm <laughs> sad too. Probably gotta be like what four or five months now. Yeah. Bitch, come back to the fucking music. We waiting. But Queen B, Lil Kim. Oh, okay. That's why I know her ass. Let me stop playing Because I dead love Lil Kim. I love Lil Kim too when she's not. Yeah, when she's not doing the things that she be doing. Yeah. You know? She announced recently that she will be um, publishing a book called Lil' Kim of a Queen Bee. Mm-hmm. It will be a memoir. Mm-hmm. And it will be released in November of 2021. Specifically November 2nd. And oh, okay. it will be published by Hatchet Books. Co-written by Lil' Kim and Kathy Landoli. So... With this book, I feel a c- couple different ways. I feel like when it comes to stories and things we've heard, we've always heard like Biggie's story. Mm-hmm. Never from Biggie, of course. I mean, you know, God bless the dead. Right. But we've always heard like Puffy's story, mm-hmm. but not really because he hasn't like done like a movie or anything. Because I guess, like, in a lot of ways, like, his story's still going. Yeah. But with Little Kim, like, we've never actually gotten her take of everything that's gone on. Mm-hmm. So, when it comes to this book, like, I am excited to see in here. Because I definitely won't be purchasing this <laughs> book. <laughs> you know? Like, I definitely won't. You are something else. Why are you not purchasing? I don't give a Talk about Little Kim in 2021. I'm interested to hear her stories of like, you know, back in the 90s and her coming yeah. up and being in GM Mafia and yeah. all those things. I'm more so excited I about... I mean, I don't, I don't really care about the stories about between her and Biggie because I just feel like once you heard one, you heard them all. I'm more so excited about hearing her whole stories. You she know? Yeah, like there's a whole story about them having to like pump her chest because she had like cum in her stomach. What? You've never heard this oh before. Oh my god, this is tea. <laughs> no, you never heard this before. No. Are you kidding me? I'm so dead ass. They had to pump her belly because she oh had like my a whole bunch god, of. This is 
Because <laughs> she swallowed too much cum? Yes. That's, the that... name of the episode is Pump Her Belly. No. No. <laughs> what? Yeah. This is taking me out. No, this I've is this is, these this. are like stories that I heard like in like high school, elementary school. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to hear her take on that. And like she talks about different things in her her music, but she didn't really break the music, so we don't know what's true or what's not. Right. So I'm excited to hear that part of things. And yeah, like Little Kim is another person that like expired, but she's hanging on by the strand of her wig. You know, like she's able to tour based off her catalog. True. And the gays that love her. Yeah. But other than that, the surgeries are botched. You know, the hips are sharp. Shout out to Hazel E. <laughs> <laughs> no, hold on. Lord, if y'all gonna cancel us, then just say that then. <laughs> oh, Hazel E liked our post on Instagram. I wanted to celebrate that. <laughs> I wanted to celebrate that. Yo, we tore Hazel E apart. <laughs> I was talking about her discounted surgery. <laughs> I felt so bad. <laughs> Did you really? I didn't feel bad because that was real shit. <laughs> <laughs> Did she like our post on Instagram? I was so. I was like, like bitch, you was probably still in the hospital bed. This what you doing? I can't. Focus up. But you know, when you speak your truth, you know, there's no need to feel bad mm-hmm. because that was how I felt about he's. And you were right. And because she liked it, she agreed. I assume yeah, too. Because they didn't shadow ban us or nothing. Right. So yeah, bitch, no more discounted surgeries. Period. Pooh. But um also Pharrell recently opened a new hotel in Miami. Ooh. Just the other freaking albums in, in Miami. Miami. Got the logos on the Yeah, so he recently um Really announced, opened a new 266-room Art Deco-style property. Oh, what is it called? Um, It's called, like, Good Times or something. The Good the Life? Good, the Good oh! Time Hotel. Yes, the Good Time. The yes, Good Time Hotel. One of my um Instagram followers already stayed there, and it looked magnificent. Wow. I mean, it's very, like, eccentric. Yeah. You know, definitely not like a modern feel, but it's nice, cute, color block, you know, situation Let me going tell on. You something, baby. I'm gonna be staying there. What? 5:48 at night. Oh, child. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, babe. Have respect for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely shout out to him. Um, the Good Time Hotel opened its doors on April 15th, and a bunch of people were at the launch party, including Kim K. Mamas is outside. Mm. Future, Maluma, David, and David and Victoria Beckham. They were all a part of the VIP. And it's a big thing. Um, I definitely want to just take a time out to give a special shout out to Pharrell. Um, he recently launched his skincare beauty line. Yes, because this nigga is agent backwards. You know, and like that's someone who I would expect a skincare beauty line from. Because he's beautiful. 
I wouldn't consider him beautiful, but I think he has beautiful skin. Does that work for you? No. Because were you trying to compare him to Cardi? About being Cardi doesn't have beautiful skin. Every time I see that bitch. Okay. No, 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 no. That bitch's skin looks like a fucking chocolate bar. I really don't. No. You know, so I would expect a skincare line from Pharrell, especially when he's known for aging backwards, as you mentioned. For sure. So, I'm just proud of him. You know, now a hotel. Like, the hotel money is a different type of money. So, the fact that he's out there. I feel like he's, like, the first rapper, producer, black music exec person to venture into hoteling. For sure. I think that's a big check. Yeah, I don't don't think we've seen that yet. Yeah. Like, all the girls is fucking venturing into fucking ramen and chips and liquor and all types of other shit. But mm-hmm. there's never been a hotel. So, I'm definitely big checks to him. And let's just transition over into the checklist portion of the show. Yes. And we're going to get started with, you know, just briefly discussing the two, the 2021 um, Billboard Music Awards. Um, they announced their nominees. And... The weekend leads with 16 nominations, followed by the baby, 11 nominations. Pop Smoke Ugh, the wolf. has 10 nominations, and Meg the Stallion has seven nominations. Seven is a good number for Megan. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe, um, let me see, I'm just gonna like quickly. Um, Pop Smoke was nominated for Top Artist. Um, and top new artists, top new artists when it comes to Billboard Awards. It's like, honestly, you know, I feel like who the awards are going to go to, more or less, um, you know, how these award shows go, to be honest. Um, I don't know when the award show is actually happening, I believe. It should be happening soon. Um, but, yeah, that's just basically what it is. It's like, I mean, I'm not... I'm not shocked at who is leading in the nominations as far as hip hop and R&B. Um, this is very much so on brand, and I'm pretty sure that they're gonna walk away with a lot of the awards that they're nominated for. The weekend. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I I don't know. I, I I really haven't followed much of the weekend's music this this year. I haven't. Really- but he's but he's legit a pop star at this point. So yeah. I haven't really been into the weekend since like his early days of the trilogy, House of Balloons, and things like that. Yeah, you know I've definitely been with him, like you know, with Six Inch Heels and Off the Table, mm-hmm. like features like that. But I don't know, like I lucky feel like he lost me, but you know, like he has the talent of the voice, mm-hmm. so. I support him in either way. The baby, I don't give a fuck about that bitch. Pop Smoke, I love so much. So I'm definitely excited that he's in the double di- double digits when it comes to nominations and things like that. Megan's been working her little tail off. So, you know, I definitely just wish them the best. Mm-hmm. And let's just transition over into Easy e so yeah, um, basically there's been a recent video going viral of Eazy-E's daughter. She um, met with one of the paparazzis, I believe for TMZ or somebody. Um, and basically she was saying that she's in the process of making a documentary 
about her father. Mm-hmm. And now she's upset with Ice Cube because he doesn't want to make an appearance. And she's basically just really upset because, you know, like, they've been able to, like, profit off of the story of Eazy-E in the past yep. with... Had a whole movie, Straight Outta Compton. Straight Outta Compton and, like, other things. And, like, pretty much now she is trying to, you know, like, essentially capitalize off of her father's name and, like, tell his story. And the players who were involved, they don't want to be involved with her. Mm-hmm. And with this story, like, I just felt that it was a little cloudy for me because... Essentially, like... What daughter is this? Do we know? No. Oh, so, the daughter, like, she doesn't really know the story. Like, I wonder if it's the one that was featured on this, the My Sweet 16. No, I don't think so. She the light-skinned one. Oh, I think it probably was then, because she was light-skinned. Okay, go. But, <clears throat> for me, it's just, like, a little cloudy, because, like, one, like you don't know your father's whole story. Mm-hmm. One, that's one. Like, you weren't alive... And when you were alive, you were a tyke. <laughs> a and, tyke? Yeah. <laughs> so, I thought you said dyke. I'm like, oh my God, why did I say that? No. <laughs> so it's like, you don't really know the story, so I wouldn't want to hear the story from you. This is but, true. But also, it's giving me lazy, because it's just like, bitch, like, you're of age now. And instead of, like, getting a fucking career, like, becoming something for yourself... You want to fucking capitalize off your father's legacy. You know, like, I just feel like it's just, like, real weird to me. And it does come I mean, off. what the fuck the Combs sons do? They don't do anything, but their father's still alive. Like, they're not, they're literally not doing anything. Like, they're just living life. You know what I'm saying? So, in this case, it does kind of rub me the wrong way. And then for you to be upset with Ice Cube and to basically, like, try to, like, tarnish your reputation... Yeah, it makes me a little uncomfortable because, like, obviously, like, you don't have the budget to pay him whatever fee is required for him to star in this mm-hmm. project, you know? So it's just, like, you expect him to do this for free of the strength of your Easy Easy daughter, like, and on top of that, like, that's a story that's, like, not to be disrespectful or anything, but, like, who really wants to hear that story now in 2021, you know, like, we already got straight out of the Compton. We heard the story of the group, NWA, yeah. and all that. It's yeah. Like, specifically, Easy E story. Like, I don't think that's, you know, like, in demand in 2021. Yeah. So, I'm just going to leave that there. Um, let's transition into... Speaking of stories being told, um, have you heard of Centoya Brown? No. So, Centoya Brown, she was a 16-year-old... That received a life sentence for killing a man. It was like self-defense or something, right? I feel like I did hear about that. Yes. Yeah, so, um, you know, Centoya, she was, you know, like I said, she was sentenced to life in prison um, for killing a man when she was 16 years old. And um, during her time in prison, she had maintained that the killing was an act of self-defense. Um, and throughout the years, her case had became very popular. It received attention from, um, like, Lala Anthony, um, LeBron James, Kim Kardashian, Rihanna. Like, all of them, like, promoting, like, 
you know, her for her sentence to be, you know, revoked, essentially. Right. And she was released back in 2019. She is now an advocate for the criminal justice system and victims of trafficking. I do not know all of the details of her um, story, but, um, you know, I do know that there was some, essentially, that she was sex trafficked by her boyfriend and then... You know, that's when the whole, you know, attempted, the first degree murder charge came about. And so recently, um, Stars has put into development a limited series okay. inspired by the life of Sintonia Brown. And it was just recently announced and it will be executive produced by 50 Cent um, and um, Lala Anthony. I don't want to hear nothing from Lala. Huh? I don't want to hear nothing from Lala. She's going to be executive producer. I don't want to hear it. Okay. Um, and it's based off of her book called Free Sin Sintonia, The Search for Redemption in the American Prison System. And so um, during her, like, you know, her life sentence, she served 15 years in prison. And so I'm excited to see um, what this project will be. Um, and I think this also speaks to the fact that I believe that there's something on Netflix. I think there's a documentary on Netflix about Sintoya. Um, however, we did not stream it because she was not involved in the making of that. And so she mm. was not receiving any type of like, you know, financial gain right. from that. So I'm excited that this is something that clearly she has a hand in alongside 50 and Lala and that, you know, this would be her way to tell her story. With situations like this, I wonder, like, because, you know, like, the whole, um, the producer of Pose recently came out, and she was really upset with the fact that she was only making $40,000 per episode, Mm -hmm. you know? So, in a situation like this, where it's, like, a real-life situation, and you have people like Lala and 50 Cent EPing, you know, the project... I like wonder like how much money is Centoya Brown actually getting? True. You know, and like how much money is Fifty Cent and how much money is Lala getting? Yeah, I guess that deals you know? with like your your contracts though, and like yeah. what what the deal is. Yeah, and I'm okay. sure they're not gonna sign up for no shit that's gonna put them. Yeah, exactly. So it just really makes me like this whole Hollywood shit with all these stories because you know not to jump forward, but. There was also a story with Cynthia Cow, and pretty much last episode we spoke about the whole um, two distant strangers. When you were talking about like the trauma in terms of like the BLM movement and things like that, Cynthia Cow, um, she is pretty much a producer, film- filmmaker, and comedian, and now a TikToker, and she basically um, had a film called Groundhog Day for a Black Man and Two Distant Strangers. Wait, it's called Groundhog Day for a Black Man, mm-hmm. right? And pretty much um, it got a bunch of media attention because it was the same concept as Two Distant Strangers in terms of it's a black man who is currently like reliving on how to combat an issue or a situation with you know, police. Mm-hmm. And uh, Two Distant Strangers pretty much took that concept 
and made it into um, this new picture, which recently won uh, um, Oscar, which is called Two Distant Strangers, which features um, Joey Badass. And the picture won the Oscar for Best Live Action Short Film. And it shared the plot as the same movie that she um, basically produced and was also adapted by, um, what is it called? This Just In. So pretty much like they stole her idea, you know, and they pretty much turned it into this Oscar winning production and she got nothing from it. Actually, not as it's called now this news you know so it's just really weird that things like this are able to just fly under the rug but i'm also happy that she has the platform of twitter where people are like realizing what's going on and without like putting herself in like a legal issue of like Mm -hmm. bringing light to it you know like she's able to do so in like a general way without you know, getting sued or anything. Yeah. So definitely just wanted to bring that to the checklist for sure. And do you want to transition over into Jocelyn and Wendy? Ciao, Miss Jocelyn Hernandez is the Puerto Rican princess. She found herself on the motherfucking Wendy Williams show. And she came to put Wendy on her fucking ass. Let me tell you. Um, Jocelyn Hernandez, I guess she was on, I think she's on like a promo run for her, um, Zeus show, Jocelyn Cabernet. Um, and honestly, she just came out the gate on the interview just hot. Like, she wanted all the smoke. With Miss Wendy. With Miss Wendy, you know? And she starts off by saying, you know, you know, Miss Wendy, I just must say this to you. I hope you're going to give me my flowers today. I hope you're going to honor how much work I put out there. I'm an accomplished woman, and I feel like every time I come on your show, you don't give me those flowers, you know? And it becomes, they engage in a back and forth of like, you know, Wendy is like, you know, you're not the only one that feels under undervalued right. in this industry. And, and I don't get the same dollar to every man that works in my industry. You know, and I think Jocelyn was trying to drive home her point. You know, she was like, every time I come on your show, you always want to compare me to another broad. I don't like to be compared. I made my own brand. I've made my own brand for years. Um, I've got my own show. My show is number one. You know, give she said me in the world. Flowers. Wendy said on Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jocelyn was just, you know, I understood what Jocelyn was saying. I didn't. I feel like Jocelyn was, Has... no, I think Jocelyn was making a point of a pattern with Wendy and the fact that she likes to shit on her black guests time and time again, but she doesn't take that same energy and shits on her white guests. I don't think so. I don't think that she gives the same energy and the same fire to her white guests that she does her black guests. And the fact that your audience is predominantly white, I feel away. That's fair for you. That's just that's just my perspective on things and I and I think Jocelyn wants to be taken seriously. So my take on the situation is I actually watch Wendy every day mm-hmm. after work. And she definitely, like, whoever comes across her desk, 
She gives them the same heat. I'm talking about guests, like when they're guests, in person. Everybody. No, she gives so. them the same heat. Like from mm-hmm. what I realized, she gives them the same heat. I feel like when it came to Jocelyn, and Jocelyn's a Scorpio woman. And I feel like with these Scorpios, like they have what you gotta an, say? they have an inflated sense of self. Especially when it comes to Jocelyn Hernandez. Speak well on Because you want to speak on how you have the number one show and how you're such an established woman. You're not. <laughs> like, you a bitch from the strip club, ended up on fucking Love and Hip Hop. Yeah, and now she got a whole little show. She's on cute Zeus. about us. On Zeus. You don't know what her bag looking like. It's not looking that great. How you know? I know, because it's Zeus. You don't know what she's pulling in. Zeus. The bitch is no. And she's a bitch. And she. Is pulling in a lot of subscribers. I'm pretty sure her, she's her not. bag is looking cute on the she's back. She's not. Because clear. literally, like, with and Zeus. And all these production companies are in cahoots. So, Zeus got a bag. No, Zeus doesn't have a bag. That's why Black China, who had the first I show on Zeus, oh, she had to relicense her show with We Network. And that's Black why everybody China was upset. Also, that's not a good reference because Black China was also swapping out her motherfucking cast members like they were motherfucking No, shows. but in terms of, like, the viewers that tune into Zeus... I feel like that was the perfect reference because she had to resell her same show to We Network because she wasn't getting a bag from Zeus. Like, Zeus really just came up, like, last year, if you really want to talk about it. I'm not So, for you to sit here and talk about you have the number one show in the country, no, you have the number one show on Zeus. Like, let's be very clear. And you talk about flowers. Still in all, I think that it's What nothing, flowers do you have? Still in all, I think... What, what have you done I for think, black women, I think what Jocelyn? <laughs> Like, let me know. What I have think, you done for black women? I think what Jocelyn was just trying to say was it costs nothing for fucking Wendy to just, you know, But there's praise. no flowers deserved. There's give no praise. praise. Yes, there's yes no, you can. You what can, praise does Jocelyn you deserve? Can, you can praise <laughs> Jocelyn for having a number one show on Zeus. What praise does Jocelyn deserve? Just the same deserve? way that Wendy would want praise for having... If she had the number one show on motherfucking Fox, she would want praise for that. She you has, can give that. The thing is that she won't she won't give that praise because she's a shady ass fucking bitch. But that's her job. I'm not gonna take that away from what you're saying. But I do feel that in this situation, like we're not talking about another black woman who's like really doing the work for black we're talking about fucking Jocelyn, aka the Puerto Rican princess, talking about the disregarding a black woman and the, 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 like like, I've never heard you even claim that you're a black woman, if you really want to talk about it. And you've done nothing other than degrade black women as well on fucking Love and Hip Hop. Oh when you talk about Mimi and how she be fucking on poles and this bitch, how she, her ass but is lopsided. And all this. You've done <laughs> nothing for... But she was fucking on poles. But you've literally done nothing for black women that deserves praise <laughs> and uplifting and flowers. You... You got you've me done there. nothing. You got and, me there. You got me there. And literally, even your fucking cabaret is really degrading to black women because Double you have homicide. you have a black woman on there talking about she just fucking got rid of twins, and then you have Damn. another black woman talking about. Double homicide. Double homicide. So it's like, what are you, Jocelyn, really doing for black women? Like yeah, you're you setting us there. back. You got me. There. You're setting us back, you like in all reality. So you really want to sit here and talk about flowers and accolades and shit like that. Jocelyn, like, you're really in the same position. Like, nothing has moved forward for you in all reality. You in no position to come from Wendy's position. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you're really in no position. So it's just really beyond me the fact that you have such an inflated sense of self. 
to feel like one needs to give you praises. I mean, that definitely speaks to her Scorpio self. Inflated sense yeah. of self. Like, it's just like, what have you done? Like, but sometimes I feel like I should be praised. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel like when I, when I walk into a room, I should be praised. <laughs> like, my presence is What a have you done? <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? Like, I'm leading the motherfucking youth. Like, you know, like, I feel like that's a lot of weight to carry. <laughs> Let's keep it on Jocelyn. <laughs> I'm just saying how I feel. What has Jocelyn done? Nah, you made a good point. Could you tell me? No, you made a good point. Because you want to talk about black women. What has Jocelyn done? I just feel like, you know, I just, I just feel like, well, jo- I mean, she hasn't done anything for black women. That's why I said you, you got it. Thank you. You got it. <laughs> you know, that was a, 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 that was an angle I did not think about. But, you know. <sighs> yeah, I just feel like, I just feel like Jocelyn's one of those bitches who, like, I don't even feel like Puerto Ricans and, like, even <laughs> the Latinx community, I feel like they really don't fuck with her at all. Because if they did, her music would have been better off. Like, that music is basura. And that's just that on that, truthfully. I really just feel like she, you know, what they say? Wrong messenger? She's the wrong messenger. Yeah, it's the wrong messenger. That's yeah, because she sounded stupid. She looks stupid, you know? And, yeah, like, it was just, it sounded like she wanted attention. And apparently she got it, but... It'll be going next week, you know, like that's how yeah. the media goes. So yeah, let's just transition over into the baby here shaming the flight attendant. Did you see the video? No, I did not. I don't care about this man no more. So pretty much, um, the baby was on a PJ with gang and there was a white flight attendant. And when I tell you this bitch looked like she just woke out of bed woke up out of bed grabbed her sweater, her shirt. <laughs> like, oh shit, I got a flight. Didn't even fucking touch her hair. Like, the hair looked like she got fucked. Uh-uh. It was so crazy. And literally, he was saying that as much as we pay for this flight, like, the least you could have did was comb your hair. And I was aligned, <gasps> to be honest. Because I feel like... Now, let me... Let me get into it. I feel you like we're not talking about black women as a parent. It wasn't a black woman. Oh, wait, hold on. And that's what I'm getting into. It was a white woman. Oh, and child. I feel like with white women, like they feel like they don't have to do their hair. They feel like they just have it all together. Smell like, like wet dog. <gasps> what? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they really just be waking up, shaking that shit out, and running out the door. They do. And in a situation, like, it was on some real shit where, like, you could tell, like, she did not even put a brush through her hair. Like, the hair was just wild. Like, she had, like, fuck hair. Like, she just got fucked hair. Okay? Like, she was getting back shots. It was given that. And, like, somebody was grabbing her by her hair and putting it in her throat. Like, it gave all of that. So, I just really felt like it was a great moment. Like, of course, he got a bunch of backlash as, like, oh, you're hair shaming. And, like, you shouldn't do that to a woman. And, ah, ah. But if you talk about it, like, we're talking about a private jet. 
Like, that's, like, at least $20,000. Yeah, like, I'm spending money. Like, I want my staff to be looking apart. Like, your nails, there needs to be no chips. Like, you need to have a fresh gel set. Yeah, like, bitch, come look in the fucking Your hair needs to be combed. You know, it could be into... uh, But, you know, I'm also... I don't really like the baby these days, so that's on the other side. Again, I feel like this was a situation where it wasn't the messenger, but it was the message. (laughs) Because, literally, like, there's no reason why you should show up to work with your hair undone. Like, that's just beyond me. Okay, but let's transition over into Blueface. Y'all, do you know Taz Angels? Like, do you remember Taz Angels? No. So Taz Angels were like these group of girls. They were, they were like essentially polyamorous. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) They were like stationed out in Miami and they were like a group of pretty bitches, right? Were they pretty? Yes, they were. They were. They 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 were fire. Different bitches, right? And they would call each other. Any black? Wives. There were some black girls sometimes. Oh. Um, but they would call each other like sister, sister wives, wives, and then Taz. Was he the daddy? Yes. Right. And so I don't know if you've been following in the media, but like Blueface has this Blueface kind of situation baby. going on. Yeah. I- I'm gonna be woman's fantasy. No, you're not. <laughs> um, and so I've been doing some research on this because I'm trying to figure out like what the fuck is going on. Oh my god. And gosh. essentially Blueface has, you know, has went to OnlyFans and basically created his own spin of the Bad Girls Club, which is now streaming on Hulu. This oh. is not a paid ad. But have you been watching? Yeah, I'm, I'm I don't have time for that. It. Like, I'm so... No, you need to, no, you need to go back and rewatch because when I say these bitches are ghetto... Yeah. Child, okay. I, I want to watch the Dream Doll one. Oh, they don't got that season yet. I, I, don't, I don't think... They only got certain seasons. What about on the Natalie one? The one with Natalie? No, um, no. What do they have? They got Judy and I forgot the Bye. other season. Judy Megan. was on coke head. Judy was on coke. Yeah. For sure. I, I don't think I've ever seen one with Megan. Megan. I just they saw all Megan her fighting season. scenes. Anyway, go on. Okay, on. okay. So on on OnlyFans, um, Blueface has his own version of the Bower Girls Club called the Blue Girls Club. And he has invited young women to live in his home and he basically films them day in and day out. And you can subscribe to his OnlyFans for about fifty dollars a month. And these people are watching these women fight, party, dance, all type of shit. Now, what has recently come to light is um, he was trending on social media for a viral video of these women sleeping on bunk beds. (laughs) (laughs) And they were getting tattoos. (laughs) Yo. Yo, bunk beds? (laughs) <laughs> I feel like bunk beds is like a whole different low, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so Blueface responded to this, um, and he's like, "Cause a lot of backlash, they was like, oh, this is a cult. He is exploiting women, nice. which I do think that he is." That's the name of the episode, Bunk Bets. <laughs> he's, he's literally, like, you know, um, social oh, media responded, like, he's exploiting women, like, this is a cult, like, why are they doing this? And a lot of the women that are on the show took to Instagram to defend his honor. It sounds like R. Kelly to me. Go on, sis. Child, hmm. surviving Blueface. <gasps> it's coming up. That's the description the right there. That's the description right there. Write that down, right there. <laughs> 
And so um, he took, so the, the backlash on social media was so strong that he had to respond back, right? And so he goes, um, sheesh, who knew that my little OnlyFans show would be so viral? He adds, what the fuck is a cult? Bye. He, he, he responds to his message of America's next top model um, was, was on bunk beds, but y'all mad at me. I didn't see them on bunk beds. They were on bunk beds. Oh. I mean, they weren't on top of each other. They were side by side, but they were definitely twin size beds. Twin, twin size beds and bunk beds is two different things. Are they? Yes. I wouldn't know. I've only been in a full or... No, in college, you was on a twin. So don't do that. I was on a twin extra large. In college. Yes, in college. You was on a twin size bed. Clear, but I lived... I was on a twin extra large, too. All right, In then. college, but Let's it was a twin clear. nonetheless. Twin size bed. No, a twin bunk- extra large and a twin is totally different. But a bunk bed is totally separate. So like a, a bunk bed is even different than a twin. Yes, because you're like on top of the person yeah, I don't underneath know. you. This is ghetto. Okay. This is like what it was like in college when they had the triples. That's why I could never oh, do it. Yes, I was on the triple. But you were talking on the lower bunk. I was on the lower bunk. <laughs> you, baby, you thought I was on the top bunk? That's what I'm saying. Like Thanks. to climb up there, it's ridiculous. Like, how old are you? Anyways, Blueface went on to later explain the fact that he had that he said he goes for those who are curious. My show is a three week series. I move women in from all over the U.S. I fly them out to Cali, put them under one one roof. I own two homes. I do not stay there. I own. I take care of all of their financial needs while they are here. I promote their brands. We film all day. Tune in. And so, yeah, this is what is going on. I just really think that one of the girls who were who was previously staying there, I believe her name is Zia, um, you know, she basically took to Instagram and was like, this will really affect your mental health if you're staying there for a long time. Of course. Um, she goes, I definitely think he is compromising the safety of a lot of young women. Um and she just like goes on and on about like you know witnessing daily fights that broke out and you know all types of things that was happening like behind the scenes that are not even filmed and so this is just honestly disgusting through and through and i don't blueface like who who told this nigga that he could do something like this Mm-mm. that's what i want to know i feel like blueface is one of those people that we mentioned who expired oh he yeah. had that one song. And literally, like, it's just been, you know, because I guess people find him attractive. He's able to, you know, exist in certain spaces as far as, like, Instagram goes and, like, OnlyFans and things. Like, I feel like that's how this all comes to be. So, like, that's the only reason why. Like, other than that, like, I don't understand, like, what's the appeal. Like, this is the same nigga that was essentially, like, a colorist. Like, he was... Mm-hmm. Receiving a bunch of backlash after like how he treated a dark skinned woman, and you know, like it was just like a bunch of things surrounding Blueface. A and nasty man. A I nasty don't see man. him lasting long. And he will have a surviving Blueface. That's coming. Yeah, at this rate. At this rate, like I can only imagine what's going on behind the scenes. At this rate, for like, sure. Come on. Mm-mm. At this rate, like literally, um, this past week, it went viral. Um, he was. At DDG, 
DDG's house mm-hmm. playing video games. Yes, he should have been at his kid's birthday and party. And his baby mother called to him Twitch. going off. And she was just like, you're so fucking embarrassing. Like, where are you? It's your son's birthday. Why are you, like, not here? And he was like, I'm coming right now. And he was just sitting there. You know, so it's just like... Embarrassing. Through and through, he's just another person who, like, his character is flawed. You know, and he's just not a good person. So it's just like, I don't see him lasting long. And, you know, I just wish his son the best of luck. Um, Also, let's transition while we're in L.A. We found out this week that Caitlyn Jenner, former Olympic gold medalist, in the decathlon (laughs) turned TV star and transgender activist is officially running for governor of California. Nobody asked for her politics. Nobody at all. But I'm going to get into her politics later. But just to like give you guys my POV, this doesn't mean anything good for us, number one, because this, number one, is another celebrity trying to transition over into politics. That's number one. Number two, I'm not going to be disrespectful. Caitlyn is very much so conservative. Always has been. Always will be. So that's number two. Number three, on I believe like the most recent episode of the Kardashians, like their final season, Mm -hmm. Caitlyn called Chris like, had the publicist call Chris basically asking, like, what business ventures can they do, she do, because essentially, like, she ran out of opportunities. And, like, Chris had to essentially tell her to do YouTube, to, like, have money coming in. Let's you be know? clear, because one thing we know, Chris, Chris is about to get a to a bag. Absolutely. So it's just really funny to me, the fact that now... You're going from, I'm seeing you on the Kardashians basically struggling about, like, where your next check is going to come from to now you're planning on jumping into politics. Clicking down. As a governor. Clicking down. You know, so it just really just rubs me the wrong way through and through. And I just hope people are smart because this is just another thing that would just set us back, even though she identifies as transgender and I, I, she hates herself. She does hate herself. And also, like, it was going to be a checkpoint this week, but she went on record with, I believe, TMZ on mentioning how she doesn't believe transgender women. Oh, we not giving her the checkmate because I got fired for her. You want to? Yeah. All right, I'll save it for you okay. then. But, yeah, let's just save that. And let's transition over into our checkpoint. Yes, honey. Jump into that real quick. Oh, listen. Y'all know I'm from Harlem. <laughs> And so, this story right here... I can't wait. <sighs> Yandy and Mendeecees, where do I begin? I'm going to set the the frame with the fact that Yandy is a fucking actress. A clown. A poppy show. I love that. A puppet show. <laughs> you know, like, I just think that Yandy went on... TV and really forgot that the whole hood knows how her man moves. If you're from Harlem, you already know Mendeecees were moving like how Mendeecees wanted to move from the beginning of time. Okay? 
Like, he's always been fucking on Yandy with these... Fucking on Yandy is OD. With these low-level-ass bitches from the hood. Like Tristan? It's nothing new, right? And so, I sell this to say that in a recent episode um, VH1 been promoting on the couples retreat, um, Yandy and Mendeecees were asked if the couples have any um, in- insecurities um, in their relationship. And right. Mendeecees quickly answered and said no, but Yandy said that she felt that while he was in prison, she was also locked up, right? And in their exchange, um, they begin to talk about how um, each other felt. So Mendeecees felt as though, you know, Yandy wasn't always available to communicate with him, whether that's via email or long phone calls. And Yandy felt as though she was there to talk to him every fucking day. And on the days that she couldn't, she made up for that too. And every the whole scene comes to a head um, when basically um, she's asked um, if the roles were revoked, if the roles were reversed, um, would he have held her down? Yikes. So. And that's the checkpoint. Let me just give you the backdrop. This is a relationship between a Scorpio and a Pisces. What's that mean? Who's a Scorpio? Medici's a Scorpio. Oh my God! <laughs> Run, girl! No, October no 26th, and Yandy is a Pisces, March 19th, the day before me. Yikes. Okay. So, with this situation, I'm not surprised in the least bit. Um, I always felt like. I always felt like low-key Andy was fucking on Mandy's while he was in jail. Hope so. Re- remember that episode <sighs> when she was with the trainer and he came up and was tight about that because she, because he, because she had a male trainer? And she was wearing, like, um, spandex and stuff like that. She had, her like, body. workout clothes? Okay. <laughs> I'm not surprised in the least bit. I feel like this is one of those situations, and, like, I always tell people, like, make sure you know, like, who the fuck you're with. Mm-hmm. Like, for real, because with me personally, like, I'm not staying around while you're doing you know no what bed. I said. Oh, you get locked, lose my number. <laughs> I'm not you know, doing no bed with Like, you. it's selfish of you to think that somebody's going to stick around. And, like, no matter what the hood says in terms of, like, oh... You loyal to the die, like you from Because most bitches haven't haven't been through a bit. That's the real issue. So bitches is real cute to be like, yeah, I'ma hold my nigga down. No, you not. Because this is the part that really pisses me off is because when niggas are locked, they are so fucking entitled. They don't have no sense sense of time because they're stuck in one place. Yeah. And this is me sharing my experience from when my brother was locked. Ooh. And it's just a simple fact that like my brother, like he wanted me to be right him. I was like, nigga, I don't got time. I got real shit going on. Yeah. You were, I'm sorry, that takes time. You wasn't th- you was not worried about my words when you had your freedom. Yeah. And you was doing whatever to risk your motherfucking freedom. The world does not stop because you're in fucking jail. The world doesn't stop if you do anything. Like if you pass away, if Hello? you're in jail. So it's it just doesn't. like you need to be realistic. But I feel like on the other side of things, like, you have bitches that's really on some shit. Like, I feel like you are more so left. Mm-hmm. Or you have bitches who are right. Stupid. Who feel like, 
my nigga go to the gym, hold him down, da, 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 like that's what you're supposed to do. Da, 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 like love, da, 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 hood love, da, da, da. like you have people that are like that. So in this situation, I was kind of like in a weird way, like happy that Mendeecee, like he didn't say that he wouldn't hold her down, but he didn't answer her question. Yes. And that's where the backlash came from. And that's where the backlash came from. And I was like, in that situation too, would you have rather him lie and say like, yeah, babe, I would have hold you down. You know, like it comes out in other ways. So I feel like in her heart of hearts, she knew. She knew that he wouldn't have hold her down. You know, like she definitely knew. So I'm not surprised by how it went down. And I, I think what my point of view is, is that they took vows. Like, they are married, right? Yes. So you take vows till death do us part. Yes. For sickness and health, for good or bad, right? And yes. so for me, as a husband, if my wife says that I feel like if the roles were reversed, I don't know if he would hold me down, you are supposed to say something that is comforting. That no. that 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 at least upholds the fucking vows that we had. Because because I've already fulfilled that for you. Yeah. Regardless of how you might have felt about communication or whatever, I held you down while you was locked for five years. I just feel like in that situation, like I'm a person who values honesty mm. and directness. So if he had because well, baby, divorce. Literally. Because right she said, like, she feels as though, like, if he was in that same situation, he wouldn't have held her down. Yeah. I feel Disgusting. like... Disgusting. I would never marry the man like She already know in her head that it wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. So it's like, he just confirmed what she already knew. And he didn't do anything do wrong. In front of a live she movie. brought that to the live Child. TV. She brought that to the show Child. because it could have really just been like on some shit where we keep it on the playground. Well, she, you know, VH1 is trying to get that content. Child. Absolutely, and that's why she looks like a clown because it's just like, what did you expect? You saw the video they had. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. Do it. You really brought it up. <laughs> yeah, I saw the video of her um, when she was. <laughs> <laughs> in the prison when she, was, when she was protesting with the tear gas <laughs> <laughs> and it was like you doing all this for, for, for Mendeecee <laughs> it's ridiculous and it, it's really ridiculous niggas are embarrassing like the extent these water signs will go to <laughs> honestly but I really feel like for me to be a water sign in all three oh, you're a water sign yeah I'm a water sign I'm a Scorpio <laughs> bitches really be losing it like I really don't be losing it like that cause I'm like what the like, yeah. what the fuck y'all be on? But I feel like, too, for um, Yandy, like, she, especially, like, on the show Love and Hip Hop. Yeah. Like, I don't watch it now, but when I used to watch it, like, I feel like she was always that upright type of woman who believed in she, love and Because, remember, she did the whole video with the ring? I'm a wife. Yeah. Now you a clown. <laughs> like, like, Bobo. Like, like, put on the motherfucking makeup. Please. Draw on the smile. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I really Believe. wish now. We really need YouTube. Like, I can really see what's happening behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, but, it's critical. But I just I'm not like, surprised. I'm glad it came to the forefront because... I'm not surprised either, but I don't think... But, but, I, but going back to your point, I don't think that Yandy is surprised. At the end of the day, Yandy knew how, how her nigga was moving before the cameras came. Hello? Period. Like, that's the thing, too. That's a fact. Like, Yandy's a perfect girl for Mendeecees, but Mendeecees is a horrible nigga for, 
um, Yandy. Absolutely. She came into the picture without child. She had degrees and like a whole career. She had condos, cars, all types of things. Mm-hmm. He had what two baby mothers, a fucking court case. Like he was really on the streets, and here you are established. So like, what did you expect? Bitches. You are taking in his children, talking about that's my son, da, 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 arguing with the baby mothers about custody getting, and shit like that. Getting Kimbella to beat up the baby mother and then to lie about it. <laughs> like, what did you expect? Strange behavior. So it's just really like anybody who's currently dating or entertaining anyone, like, make sure you know who that person is through and through before you decide to lock down. And put all your eggs in that basket. Ciao. Because when the fucking the building falls down, you won't realize what the fuck is happening. Mm-hmm. So it's just like wake up and understand now. Um, our next checkpoint is coming from Master P. He recently sat down with the Breakfast Club and he basically made a comment that really stood out to me, and I felt like it was a great checkpoint. Mm-hmm. He said, "I can tell your friends by I could tell your future by your friends." And for me, I felt like that was definitely something that deserved to be a checkpoint because it's true. In a lot of ways, like if you're hanging around with people who have a short-sighted, you know, sense of the future and their goals in life, like you can't be surprised like if you end up where they at. You know, like, I've been around people in terms of just, like, speaking about, you know, like, as y'all know, like, the whole last year, very tough time for me. And I was in the process of, like, interviewing with a bunch of different companies. And, like, Mm -hmm. that was the time, too, where I, like, made a conscious decision not to talk about salary with friends. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I would mention that I was on an interview with this company and they were offering X amount. And it wasn't enough for, for me, mm-hmm. you know? And I, like, turned it down or I decided to, like, go another route yeah. and, like, stay on unemployment because, like, that just wasn't yeah. the perfect step for me. And I had friends who were, you know, like, supportive friends, you know, honest, genuine friends. why you would turn that down. Exactly. Because for them, like, that was considered a lot of money. But for me, it was, like, I went to college. Like, I live a certain life. Like, I have... Bills already established that's gonna mm-hmm. t- that's a part of the overhead, yeah. So, like, that's already included in like my fee. So, it's like what I'm adding on is like what I need to live my life happily, yeah. And like, they didn't understand that. And like, with them, like, it was just like you just seem real stupid, yeah. You know, so it's like I get what he's saying in terms of like surrounding yourself with certain people and expecting to get to a certain place in life because. The people that you're around, like, in some weird way, like, they propel you, yeah. you know? So, like, if you see your friend, ah, uh, Tiara, Tyra, pushing forward, they got their own place, and they doing this, this, and that, you may not have, like, a sibling or something who's done that, but you see your friends doing it, mm-hmm. so you know it's possible, and you know that she want that eventually. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, in some weird way, like, I do feel like your friends guide you, into an ideal future. Yeah. You know, like... I do agree. I'm split 50-50. And I agree partially because 
I I also hold some accountability on the person. Absolutely. And so from my speaking from my experiences, right? I've had friends who for instance, my ex best friend, the complete opposite of me. Oh. Like I'm super motivated, like I wanna, you know, complete goals, blah blah blah. My ex best friend, you would think being friends for ten plus years that some of that stuff would rub off on her. She's just no. lazy, unmotivated, doesn't want to do anything. And so for me, like it's just like that that his his sentiment, while I understand it, it's not, you know, I I don't think it's always a hundred percent. I think I think some of it, as much as it's who you should be surrounding yourself with, it's also about that person. Because you could be yeah. surrounding yourself with a bunch of go-getters, but if you're lazy and unmotivated, it doesn't matter who you with. Right. You know? Because those people are going to continue to go get it, and you will never be there. Right. And you will eventually just be a distant mis- um, memory. Yeah. You know? At the same time. Um, I personally, like, as I'm 25, like... I love the fact that I can honestly say, like, all of my friends have shit going for themselves. And I think that's something that's very important because for me, like, and we'll talk about this maybe on another episode. The friendship episode is coming. But essentially what an added layer to Masterpiece's statement for me is that, like, essentially you will outgrow people if they don't have the same wants out of life. Wants and needs. Okay, yeah, then. Yeah, it's just in it's just inevitable that you know you will outgrow these people, and yeah. I mean that's just the way the cookie fucking crumbles. Yeah, yeah. But truthfully, I do understand because you may want to do certain things in life, like you know, like travel, go to certain restaurants, you Hello. know, like just do certain things, and because that person who's your friend can't do it like they may side eye you or they may like expect you to do and that's more. real the side eye be real it do be real and it's just like it does fuck you up too because it's like you feel like you're doing too much you know like you may want to go to fucking dubai for your 26th birthday or Hello. your 27th birthday and it's like because that friend can't necessarily like afford it it's like you can't do it because that person don't want to go babes you get left that's how I feel. That's what I do. That's what I Let's do. Let's be very clear. Okay. Oh, you can't. Okay. So another weird thing is like if you're around your friends and y'all talking about like the future and salaries and things like that, and she telling you like, oh, like I just secured an eighty thousand dollar bag, like, and you currently making like sixty five, seventy, like that's gonna make you want to like boss up and like get to like seventy five, eighty. You know, like it's just that. Thing of just like pushing you forward and like just this weird subconscious way, like this friendly competition, like that's a good thing, you know. So I feel like in all those ways, I agree with what he's saying. Is in terms of like show me your friends and, and I'll tell you your future because you do. We've seen that, especially like in the hood growing up. Like you've seen niggas who was fucking in the latest True Religion, fucking nudie jeans, and the fucking what do you call those? Robins. The Robins. What do you call this? The shoes that had the crocodile on it. Huh? No, the other ones. Maury's. 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 <laughs> like them niggas that was fucking stealing and scamming and doing all types of shit, end up in jail doing double digits. Terrible. 
can't do nothing now because they wanted to do that then. So it's just like, it's a real thing. Like, show me your friends and I'll tell you your future. That's a fact. And now let's jump into Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner is receiving our checkmate slash check yourself for this week. Episode 37. Yeah, child. Caitlyn recently um, ran into paparazzi and she was saying that she doesn't believe that trans girls who were born as boys should participate in all female sports. She went on to say that she doesn't believe it's fair. Now, I believe that our listeners... Give it to her. (laughs) I believe that our listeners are smart, you know, higher thinking individuals. Yes. And so y'all can already know, y'all already know where I'm going with this. Because as Caitlyn, did you forget that you are trans? And that in the 80s or whenever you was in the motherfucking Olympics, because God knows it was before I was motherfucking even thought of. <laughs> um, If you were a fucking trans person that you would not be able to compete in the Olympics. I just think this right here is just a clear sign of self-hatred. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, when Caitlyn first came out as trans and whatever, everybody was like, oh, she's so brave and she's this and blah, blah, blah. Bitch, you are full of shit. You was never for trans people. (laughs) You're not for trans rights. You're not for any of this shit because your politics and your being and how you live your life just doesn't even align. Mm -hmm. For some... To say that... To literally say that trans kids should not be able to participate in sports is fucked up. Through and through. But yet you still want your motherfucking kids to call you dad. So. Get the fuck out of here. So what my take on the situation is, like, in that situation, like, I definitely get where Caitlyn is coming from because in certain instances, like if you're born as a man, but you identify as a female and in certain sports, you know, like basketball and wrestling and shit like that, like you have that advantage because you have that what is it? Testosterone levels and you know, like you going crazy. So I get where that's coming from, but in terms of like Caitlyn Jenner overall and being the symbol for trans and everything trans and trans women and does it like I feel like that's where the issue comes into place because pretty much for a lot of people Caitlyn Jenner was their introduction into transgender yes and that's the issue because an old ass bitch oh what (laughs) that was an issue because I feel like everyone's story process identification everything is completely different but with Caitlyn like it was definitely different because even though she wants to be considered a woman to her children she still wants to be dad and she still has like this mindset her politics does does not align to her motherfucking it doesn't identity. align to the traditional mindset of what it is to be transgender. And this reminds me of that. black people who will really be sitting here and be like... Don't connect this to black people. This is not our fight. This is a total different... It's not. No, but it reminds me of black people who sit here and be going mad hard to be like Republican and having all these anti... 
black you know, views mm-hmm. that really negate your whole entire existence. Like yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Like, like this right this here is for the her case. to dead ass say those words and say yes, I agree that that trans kids should should not be competing in their you know whatever their assigned um sports. It's just such a slap in the face to the work that is done on the back end. Like, for me, like, I studied this in education and especially in policy of, like, literally in these southern districts, like, they literally have rules of saying, like, hey, if you're trans, like, you deadass cannot compete in school sports. And, and I, I just it. feel like that, but that's not, that's not equity. That's not equality. That's not anything. Like, yeah. that's fucked up. And the fact of the matter is that if we're moving as we we like to paint ourselves as this progressive country of like, you know, we're going to allow people to self-identify, especially when it comes to gender, we're going to allow people to self-identify. You can't tell me that you're putting up fucking gender-neutral bathrooms everywhere, but yet kids kids who are who are open enough to say like, hey, yes, I'm trans, they cannot compete in their respective you know, sports. That's fucked up. But as you mentioned, like in certain sports, in terms of like wrestling and things like that, a trans woman who was born a male would clearly have the advantage. You know, so like in a case like that, but I think like that- I could see why, you know, like we wouldn't want to do so. But I think a solution to that issue would be having like actual trans sports. You know, like, where people know, like, exactly what we're getting into. Perhaps, but I even think the uh, use of, like, the whole thing of it being an advantage is, like, let's be clear, trans people, like, some of them, they take hormones. And so it's, like, at the end of the day, like, they are going through hormonal changes where it doesn't, where it affects their body. So who's to say that a a trans boy, a a trans teenage boy... Mm -hmm. You know, has the same hormones as you know a girl. Like you know what I mean. So I think it's a. I think that's I what just, it. But I just think that Caitlyn, you were just fucking disgusting. I feel like it was just real insensitive on her part, and it's just to even say that. But you want to sit here and be and be called by your by by your motherfucking pronouns. Get the fuck out of here. Now, what if I call you Bruce? What up? What's up? What's up? Because what if? What if? Because that's essentially what you're telling these kids is that you could be trans, but I don't got to respect your identity. So I don't got to respect yours either, Caitlin. But oh, I but, don't. But that's what I'm saying, too. Like, when it comes to Caitlin, like, on all levels, like, it's just not a good representation of what, She's it, out. what it means to be trans. Because even though, like, we decide to respect her and, you know, <sighs> call her she... You know, and things like that. Like, she is still conservative. She still is. Holds all these fucking values. And it's like, bitch, do you know back in the day you would be to the motherfucking guillotine? Yeah. And that's what it is, too. And it's just like, it's kind of weird. Because these are the same people that you hid your identity from all these years. Hid. Because you knew that you would be ostracized. You would be outcasted. You was motherfucking... You was in, you was competing in the motherfucking Olympics, but really playing dress up in the motherfucking hotel with Chris's clothes. You know, so it's just stealing really, Kimberly's looks. It's literally like, <laughs> it's literally scary because it's just like, 
these are your oppressors, in quotes. And now here you are on the other side of Loving trans. Loving up on them. And you're still trying to, like... But I guess, too, like, it is because you're running for governor and you're trying to, like, uphold those Republican viewpoints and that conservative standpoint. Like, you know, so I get... I get it all. I just feel like this world is just fucked up. And people like Caitlyn Jenner is just making it even more fucked up and confusing. Caitlyn, just let me know what energy that we keeping. So are we not respecting your identity as well? Because I'm calling you Bruce from now on. What's up? That's what... That's, no, literally... That's what I'm giving. Because that's the energy. Like, if you're not going to respect kids' identities, then I'm not going to respect yours. That's the type of energy I'm giving. Literally, period. I had to, like, do some research this past week. Mm-hmm. Into because you know like I'm back in a working field yeah. and like a huge thing oh, is yeah, the gender pronouns. Oh yeah, the she her her. Yeah, you gotta the know how they to, the they and the them. The they and the them. I did not yeah, understand yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. And like I did research. Some of them identify as she they or he they. She they. I didn't get they, it. Them. I did not get it. Mm-hmm. And like even with research, like. I just can't understand, yeah. but I respect it, a hundred percent. I respect it. I don't think I fully like internalize what that actually means, but I do respect it. And if that's your pronoun, that's your pronoun, child. Yeah. Which but, is why too. But you know, let's just leave it there. Um, that's how we're gonna wrap this week's episode. Um, you know, this has been great. We will be changing <laughs> the date to release on Friday going forward. <laughs> Right? Yes. Yes, because yes, we need our weekends. Child, we love y'all, but... <laughs> Life is happening. Maybe. I feel like that's the best way for us to be more consistent I because so. the people want consistency. So we're going to record on Thursdays, release on Friday mornings, probably like at 12 going forward. Love y'all. Yeah. Um. You know, tell a friend to tell a friend to check us out. Follow us on Twitter at... The Checkers Pod. Follow us on Instagram at The Checkers Podcast and Hazel E. Like that post and make sure to like that up too or whatever. <laughs> Thank you, Hazel E. We love you, girl. <laughs> and yeah, that concludes this week's episode. Later. Bye. Game over. This is Checkers, baby. You was playing Checkers. <laughs>